This month's show is brought to you by Alder West. The American Long Distance Hiking Association West is a 20-year veteran organization whose mission is to promote fellowship and education amongst long-distance hikers and those who support them. Alder West hosts a series of events throughout the year, including rucks in Oregon, Idaho and Colorado, and their annual gathering the last weekend of September. Don't miss it. <laughs> Learn more by visiting www.alderwest.org. To serenade Alder West, we have a song from the greatest hiker ever. I got the Brook Hacker Blues. I got holes in my shoes. This is the life that I choose. And now I'm paying my dues. My resupply box didn't show up in the mail. Hacker hunger got me as skinny as a rail. Hacking so slow that I couldn't catch a snail. Broke hacker blues got me crying on the trail. Got the broke hacker blues. I got holes in my shoes. This is the life that I choose. Now I'm paying my dues My backpack's held together with more duct tape than some night long I'm checking hiker boxes looking for some socks to try on The further that I hike the more I watch the debt just pile on Broke hiker blues I can't afford to put a smile on Got the broke hiker blues I got holes in my shoes this is the life that I choose, and now I'm paying my dues. My guidebook's 12 years old because I found it in a dumpster, and so I didn't know about this 30-mile closure. Now I'm hiking through some farmland looking for a detour. Broke hacker blues got me walking through cow manure. Got the broke hacker blues. I got holes in my shoes This is the life that I choose And now I'm paying my dues I got the broke hacker blues Sing it I got holes in my shoes Holes in my shoes This is the life that I choose Life that I choose And now I'm paying my dues Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the trail show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul Mags Magnanti. He's a fraud. And now from Mags' living room, it's the trail show. Coming to you live from Boulder, Colorado's Eastern Beer District in the Bobby Walters studio at Casa Mignanti. You are listening to The Trail Show. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. It's word of mouth, people. 
you got to get the folks to tune in by telling them about the trail show. So tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone about the trail show. Tell your frenemies. Tell your frenemies, too. <laughs> it is September I have one of those. 14th, <laughs> and Just we one. are stoked that you've joined us today. We've got a large show for you. Girthy. Uh, before we welcome in our studio guest, Girthy, we'd like to welcome again more new listeners from Stitcher. As it turns out, Stitcher ran another one of our shows on another one of these outdoor conglomerate feature things, and we got even more. We did 75,000 downloads for the Great Plains Trail show that we did a couple Whoa. months ago. Disco, we actually grossed about two to $3,000 in <laughs> revenue from those listeners. Dude, please. Yes, Come on, man. We don't, did. Don't, oh, don't. Are, is, am I on the air? Should I have not Yeah, said we're that? on the air. We're on the air. Please. <laughs> yeah, I don't want us listeners don't, to don't know. Don't mention how much Leo's money college fund. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall this month in studio. The man from Bagada, Mr. Cam Swami Hone. Oh, yeah. Arriba, oh, arriba, no. arriba, tota. Great to be here. Great to be here. Glad oh, to have man. you here. Just out of curiosity, what kind of special were you taping across the hall? Uh, it was actually a, a, a remake of the series Prison Break. P.O.D. and I will be co-starring. And oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's set in Waterton Canyon. <laughs> it, it involves barbed wire fences, right? It does involve barbed wire fences, and POD's got a couple of wire cutters, and uh, and it really goes from there. That's the, the, right. the start of the show. Well, let's, well That's right. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of that during our trip reports. Okay. Because we do want to hear about you scaling fences and, and the like, so that'll be, that'll be a feature presentation for later. Sounds great. All right, Max, what are we serving up today? We are serving a buffet of surfaces. Oh. Oh. Easy, Max, easy. <laughs> We're going to discuss the uh, Great Divide Trail Very with, nice. with Mr. Bobcat. We're going to do our trail news. We're going to do a little plug for our Aldo West show. We're going to talk about a um, a contest sponsored by a fine, exquisite craft beer company. Ooh. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mags Challenge in. Lots of great entries, by the way. Um, some trips we've done. We have some trail tips. Our mailbag. Our shout-outs to our sponsors and Baron Booth sponsors, and of course, we're going to discuss a book, Nature's Housekeeper, to kind of go with our whole trail maintenance theme. Very so cool. Lots, lots of cool things on tap. Well, before we get into any of the content, we need to get into Mike DiLorenzo's <laughs> Beer of the Damn Month. <laughs> Dilo, take it away. We have some tremendous beers. From Ingrid Gerard, who waited in line. She camped out in front of multiple beverage stores in the great state of Vermont to get us Heady Toppers. The Heady Topper, D-Lo. cans of Heady Toppers. The Heady Topper. We've already drank one of these 16-ounce cans of Heady Toppers, and I have to say it's probably the best beer that I've ever drank, right up there with West Valeteran and Pliny the Elder. Pliny my the Elder. favorite beers in the universe. And it's fantastic. What are the other two that we've popped already? Dylan? We've also popped the A Dog. Quick, give me that can. Oh. oh, every month. It was it's an okay. Empty. It was we, an empty. We, uh, we drank the A Dog Ale, a smooth brown ale, one pint from the 14th Star Brewing Company from St. Albans, Vermont, way up there in northern Vermont. I'm not going to crack it against my head because POD wants me to save the cans. Now, this next one. What else have we drank, everybody? That one was Phenomenal. Incredible. Farmhouse Triple 8.8% alcohol by volume. 
It's a special aged golden ale. Let me see if I can read some more interesting Please things don't. for this can. Please it's don't. made in Brattleboro, Vermont. Uh-oh. Here the we Hermit go. Thrush Brewery. Here we go. Craft Ale. Here we go. I'm going to read from the back of the D-Lo? can because not all of our listeners D-Lo, can do this because they can't for the love this of ad. all that is holy and good, please stop oh. reading the can verbiage. What else am I supposed to say on this trail show? I don't know anything I don't know. I about think, these beers. I think we should get Ingrid... Yeah. Gerard, some props. We did, because she camped out in front of Beverage Marts in Vermont to get us Hetty Toppers due to some amazing, which are really good beers. Yeah, she sent us an incredible selection. We're going to be talking about those as the show continues. I like the Hermit Thrush so far. It's very tasty. Oh, the The West Valeteran is amazing. I'm already putting Hetty Topper and the Hermit Thrush in the running for Trail Show Yeah, we heard it. We ignored. I really like that (laughs) Trapel. It's amazing. And, And there's a couple... Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a couple more we haven't tried yet. But oh, yeah. Yeah, we still got some more to go. Okay, we'll All get right. to those later in the show. Let's yeah. crack Thank some more. Thank you so much, lots Ingrid. We love you, Ingrid. You Very can good. keep an eye on your, your, uh, your P.O. box there. And with all the news is fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignotti. Mags, take it away. Well, Obama's at it again. Oh, oh God. That great mountain of McKinley, named after one of the greatest presidents ever, has been returned to its native name of Denali. You know, the stroke what of kind a of socialist jerk is he? Hashtag Denali Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the trail show started hashtag Denali Obama, if anybody's curious. Oh, okay. We were the first ones to use that hashtag. Are we the only ones to use I it? I think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, being cool, it's the rightful name. It's what it should be. It's Anyone who's into the outdoors doesn't call it McKinley, never has. It's always been Denali, so way to go, Obama. Good job. There you go. Um, yes, uh, we're getting back to our favorite. Oh, yes, Mr. DeLorenzo. How does Sarah Palin feel about all this? I'm sure she can see McKinley from her her, her house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious how she actually felt about this. Does anybody know? I Did think she, that sums it up right there. I think that yeah. sums it up. There you go. Uh, our favorite ultra runner has uh, agreed to a $500 fine, Scott Jurek. I love Scott Jurek, man. I want him to be on the trail show. Now, now he... He lawyered up, I heard. He lawyered up, yes. And he had two of the charges were dropped. Is that correct? The littering and the uh, big group. So what charge stuck? The champagne toast, essentially. The liquor. Alcohol. Alcohol in the park. Okay. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I have as much interest in FKTs as I do in large men in spandex running a ball down a field. (laughs) That actually sounds (laughs) I'm actually sort of interested in that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That could be a new segment. But I have a lot of interest. We can start with D-Lo. I have a lot of interest in Scott Jurek, and I think I will personally take it upon myself to reach out to this gentleman and see if we can get him to be a guest on the trail show. Okay, Uh, do it. I'd love to. He'd hang out in the living room. He could say hi to the guinea pig. That would be great. (laughs) You you better be quick. I don't think the guinea pig's got long (laughs) (laughs) legs. Oh, Swami. Wow. How dare you? Swami just shows up at Mags' house and starts talking about how animals are going to die soon. So as you know, the guinea pig's like 180. (laughs) He hasn't got too long. He's spry. He's a spry 180. (laughs) So as you know, heck of a lot more fire since the last show. But I saw this today. So Nat Geo, which would be another segue to my next announcement. Nat Geo just did an article. They look at the tree rings of the blue oak because they're really good, really good for showing the cycle of water and such. This has been the worst snow year in 500 years. Oh, geez. So really, yes. 
So this really it's puts crazy. it in perspective. And if you look outside here of Casa Mag Studio, all the haze in the foothills. Oh, it's smoke. been constant for about a solid four weeks now. It blew out a little bit over the weekend when it blew back in. But speaking of Nat Geo, this is just wonderful, uplifting news. Fox News will be owning National Geographic. What? No, seriously. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, Swami is really, actually, he's really excited about this because Rupert Murdoch, the owner of the Fox Corporation, is also an Australian. Yes. Swami, please, can you comment on this matter? I, I'm not sure if he still is Australian. I think he might have given up his Australian citizenship when he bought yeah. Fox. <laughs> Once you're born a criminal, you're kind of always oh, a criminal. Wow. Oh. A criminal thing well, I'm just do. wondering, with, with um, Fox taking over Nat Geo, does that mean all of the, uh, the new announcers on, on Nat Geo will be blonde with big boobs? <laughs> <laughs> and Republican <laughs> to be well, you determined. Know, what I expect the science won't even be political. It's gonna be dumbed down. We'll have ancient aliens from Mars, and you know, Bigfoot, real or alive, investigative reports, and and then we'll see. You know, so Squatch has a chance at returning to media. Then there he goes. Yeah, the new national, there's a silver lining. Squatch work on it. Yeah. My Let's number see. one hope for the new Nat Geo channel is that they're actually going to bring back. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Or maybe I, I think there's a shot. I think there's a chance. There, or maybe Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh, oh don't hey, even, hey, don't man, even tease him with that. Okay. You know, you'll bring a tear to my eye. Stop, Max. Please. So, speaking of fires, this came out just before our last show, so we just missed it. But all these fires, and what's really popular now amongst people is drones. Oh, yeah. So, there's been problems of drones trying to take photos of the fires, blocking the helicopters, trying to put out said fires. There's been up to half an hour of delay. It possibly caused many thousands of dollars of damage by delaying the helicopters. And there's been five incidences as of this article I read. So how do we how do we start allowing those things to be shot out of the air in emergency situations like that? I mean, there's got to be an easy way to make this happen. It, right? It's dangerous. Uh, it's causing property damage because yeah. delaying the helicopters. If, if you're a pilot in a helicopter trying to put out a fire and there's a drone, it's just a matter of time before uh, a large airliner has a. Airliner drone collision. It'll happen in the next six months. Guarantee it. There you go. Let's hope it's not when we're on our way to Alta West. Yeah, let's hope not. So, FKTs are boring as crap. I have a much better story. <laughs> wow. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. It's just kind of like... Hey, crap isn't always boring, by the way. Yeah. You should see my Instagram picture. Oh, and my, my son is super Please. interested in my crap. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he really is. No, no judgment. Jeez. So, there you go. Maybe it's a good thing. So, I think this is much cooler. The first blind hiker did the Colorado Trail recently. Oh, very oh. cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Swami, I didn't know you were blind. I saw that, yeah. Trevor oh, Harris completed 80%. the Colorado Trail, you know, with his uh, C&I dog. I think that's a wonderful wow. achievement. That's pretty incredible. Congrats. Congrats. Did that's he hike fantastic. just with the dog? or did he have Yeah, no, outside of... As far Whoa. as I know, yeah. that's crazy. He he actually and he has a boulder connection. He he was blind, became blind as an adult. Okay, and he decided rather than just feel sorry for himself, he's done. He, I think he did the Appalachian Trail as well. Does, he, does he live in Boulder? Um, I'm not sure if he lives in Boulder, but I know he went to school huh. here. I wonder okay. if he's a clicker. A clicker. What is that? Yeah, mean? some blind people they do this like sonar clicking thing. Oh, I've heard about yeah. this. Yes, that's pretty incredible. Well, it, for what purpose? I don't. It's I don't. like. Uh, like sonar. It's like sonar. Yeah, they do this. They basically develop their their sonar. So when they're clicking, they actually stimulate the same parts of the brain that you would stimulate when you're looking at something. People oh, have ridden wow. bikes this way. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. amazing. Hmm. So I think that's, that's really, really cool. cool. And finally, and this kind of ties into our trip reports for the month, uh, Waterton Canyon was closed down recently. And they yeah. were thinking of reopening it. But they decided to keep it closed. So that brief period was reopened. They closed it down because there was a sow and two cubs. Okay. 
Okay. So what people would do, they see the sound two cubs, and they would take selfies of themselves. That's is, better than like, that guy. Like within a very close proximity there, there's to one, the bears, right? There's one of the local Denver news stations, a young woman with a, the phone up you know, in such a yeah. way. And That's better than what that guy in Conifer did or Evergreen. Oh, or the what bison last do? weekend. The guy that shot those bear cubs. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> that's sad. But So they're going to keep Watson Canyon closed for the time being because people are freaking stupid. Yeah, and pretty that, much. That's all the news for this month. Should all we right. should we talk about? You what? What you all didn't see is Max threw his microphone down on the ground <laughs> and stormed, stormed out. I think he well, knocked over a couple like other microphones. I mean, I mean, flying uh, drones in a fire, uh, taking uh, selfies with bears. I mean, just people are morons. Uh, people are out of their minds. Good grief. Plus the FKTs. <laughs> All right. Let's Which are boring as crap. We're, we're if you gonna, do it, great, but they're still boring. <laughs> we're going to call Mr. Joshua Bobcat Stacy in the next segment. But real quickly, we want to remind folks that the Alda West Gathering is coming up. You heard us mention them at the front of the show. They're our show sponsor this month. At the end, what, next weekend? Next weekend, people. You need to get registered now. Get registered now. What you should know is that the trail show will be there doing a live show Friday evening. You don't even have to come for the whole weekend if you choose not to. You could come just for the Friday night show. It's going to be an amazing hour of entertainment. You're going to hear about Bobcat a little bit later in the show. We're going to have a. We're basically going to auction Bobcat off. It's going to be un- unreal. It's going to be something that you've never seen before. I guarantee it. Right, Dilo? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're also going to be soliciting uh, heavily for our donations um, because we need to kind of beef up the funds. We've got a big announcement that we're going to let uh, the world know about at the trail at the at next week's show, and we really oh, need yeah. to just beef yeah, up our yeah. fundage in order to to go forth with this. So I'm hoping you all be there and you all be able to donate to the trail show. Swami, no comment. No, oh, and uh. you know we wanted to put the pressure on Swami so much that we actually forced him to come on the show tonight so that we could do the peer pressure in studio. Now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but P.O.D., didn't you actually find Swami semi-impaled on a barbed wire fence tonight? Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And rescued him from yeah. said fence to bring him to the trail show tonight? In, in the closed canyon. So that we could convince him to be the speaker of the night at Alda West? Is that correct? No, I, no. I was trying to convince him to go to Alda West and uh-huh. not be the speaker and just... Like, just actually celebrate other people's accomplishments. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, instead, Swami. instead of trying to take selfies yeah, with bears exactly. in closed canyons, right? Swami, would you I like was, to respond? It was, it was just one selfie, honestly. Oh, he's the selfie guy. I mean, Did you have a selfie stick? Oh, he's got a selfie stick. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, it was no selfie stick, Max. It was just, uh, yeah, arm out. And oh, okay. Just, just regular. Did you selfie. do duck face, yo? <laughs> oh, you know, I, I, I might have taken two or three. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Magpie. So, Swami, it was you that, that closed the canyon is essentially what we're getting at here. Oh, I'd rather not comment. Okay. This guy. Understood. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll have legal at the trail show get in touch with your, your people. Okay. We yep. can go from there. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. I Matt. guess this is the next segment. We have to be neutral. Wait, we got to call Bobcat first. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, this is a quick one. Then we'll yeah, call yeah. Mr. Okay. Bobby. Okay. So, um, the Michelob Superior Trails. Oh, yes. Yes. By Michelob Ultra. 
no comment on the beverage. Oh, I'll comment. It's delicious. Isn't that one of your five favorites, man? <laughs> it's yeah. my mom's. That's yeah. my mom's favorite beer. I have two of those in my refrigerator. That's true. Oh, yeah. And I've true. actually brought them here to the trail show to <laughs> have people try and drink them. Never happens. <laughs> but they sit in my refrigerator for months on end till my mom comes back. And See? when my mom comes back, she buys another 12-pack. And then by the time she leaves, there's two left, and they'll stay in my refrigerator for another six months. If it's good enough for Delo's mom, it's good enough for you. But what they're doing, they're giving a $25,000 grant to trail organizations. That's right. We have the link on our website. We have to be a little neutral. We're just going to say we live in Colorado, so there's a certain trail organization we're probably voting for. Yeah, and every day I get on there and I vote for the Florida Trail. (laughs) Well, Delo, you love the Florida Trail. (laughs) But there's the Florida Trail, the Continental Divide Trail. Right now, in the top two places are the CDTC and the Florida Trail. And third, by a thousand votes behind, is the Ice Age Trail. Yeah, I saw that. CDTC. Look, I'm going to be serious here. There is something going on in Florida and Colorado. Every day, I try to go to the site and vote. Some days I forget. Most of the days I go there, and I go there. When I do go there, I go there using five or six, ten different email addresses and pseudonyms (laughs) and different dates of birth so they don't know who I am. And I clear my cookies so they never know it's me. And I vote always for the Florida Trail. I mean the Continental Divide Trail. Always for the Continental Divide Trail. But every day... It's like the Colorado, the Continental Divide Trail and the Florida Trail are just... It's a battle. It's a battle. It's just one's up, the other's down. One's mountains up, versus... Other's down. What's going on? Mountains versus swamps. swamps. Yeah, what is that all about, yeah. dude? It's I like, know, I'm not making fun. Just, it's yeah. like two east coasts and the mountains. The juxtaposition of the mountains hey. versus the swamps, the dryness versus the humidity. I want to point something out something. There's something going on here, Mags. I want to point out something. We need to unravel it. The top three trails in that contest right now have all been featured as Trail of the Month on the Trail Show. It's hey, the, it's the hey, Trail am Show. I, am I right, fellas? Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. All right. But being serious, no matter which, which trail you're into, just go vote because $25,000 to trail organizations, everyone wins. Everyone oh, they're wins. giving away to two. Yes, the top two ah, get twenty five thousand okay. dollars. I think it's an awesome thing. So please vote and give some good amount of money to some trails, and we all win that way. Yeah. And if you live yeah. in Florida, vote for the Florida Trail. Uh, and if you it. live anywhere else in the states or the rest of the world, vote for the Continental Divide Trail. I'm <laughs> glad you said that, not one of us, because <laughs> Misty Ridley would hate us. I've got a Michelob Ultra us. story I want to share real quickly. Please okay, do. do it. Um, but we get then we got to call Bobcat. Yeah, then we got to call. Well, we got to go to break. Then we'll call Bobcat. Okay. How about that? All okay. Right. So last year I hiked the Grand Enchantment Trail with my friend Skittles from Phoenix to Albuquerque, and we were somewhere in in remote Arizona, as the GDT is in Arizona. We're walking. Uh, we're doing like a thirty stream crossings of this one river in, in one segment during a three or four hour period. So we're we're going back and forth, hopscotching the stream, and we hop onto the riverbank, and I kid you not, just laying there, still in the shade, is a perfect can of Michelob Ultra. Wow. Uncracked, D-Lo. Wow. Uncracked. What did you, what did you do? Well, Disco? it was 9 a.m. What did you do? I looked at my watch, and I said, well, it's after 8. So we, you know, inspected the can, and it, it looked fairly new and fresh. There were no dings, no dents. We cracked it, and me and my Skittles had a breakfast of Michelob Ultra. It was wonderful. That's fantastic. You know, every time I hike with Skittles, I find alcohol. Uh, it's true. Mm. But I found Michelob Ultra with Skittles. True. It's another level. Do we have someone at the door? I don't think so. Okay. I thought I heard someone knock. I think it's Scott Jerk. I think it might have been our mascot. <laughs> is Scott Jerk. Is Scott Jerk here tonight, dude? <laughs> Did somebody play a prank on me and Scott Jerk is going to join us? 
Uh, Probably no. not, huh? I don't know. He's bringing know. the champagne. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and on that note, we're oh going to go to break. Nice. We'll be right back. We're going to give Joshua Bobcat Stacy a call. And we're going to break with some of Bobcat's very own music. So stay tuned. Turn my dust to mud. Soon gonna be a flood and they're gone. Long, long gone. The summer of 59 seemed driest of all time. Well, that's gone. Long, long gone. To think of how I slaved to crack the soil. All right, so let's give uh, Bobcat a call. Bobby. We might even play a prank on him. Maybe Swami will. Hello. Bobcat. Hey. It's Disco, hey Mags, D-Lo, Swami, and the P.O.D. from the Trail Show. How's it going? It's going great. Good Sweet. To hear your voice. You just finished hiking the Great Divide Trail? Yeah, just a couple weeks ago. It You're still single? <laughs> I am. Okay, yeah. well, well, we'll talk about that second. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, we want to know more about the GDT. It's it's the big question mark out there on a lot of people's hiking lists. So uh, give us some deets, the basics, and, you know, tell us how it went for you. Yeah. The GDT is uh, kind of a trail, kind of a route. It's uh, around 1,200 kilometers. Some people have said it's around 1,350 so there's there's some range depending on which. Come on, Bobby, speak, you take. speak miles, mate. We're in the states here. No one's going to know what kilometers <laughs> means. Yeah, come go on, on go Bobby. On. What do you think? Miles, mate. Miles. All right, it's between 750 and 850 miles, depending on uh, who you talk to. We're America here. <laughs> <laughs> so where where does it start, and what are the possible ends? So it starts um, right where the CDT ends at uh, Waterton Lake, and your ending options. Some people finish in Jasper. Some people finish at uh, Mount Robson, which is the highest point in the Canadian Rockies. Oh. And some people finish at Kakwa Lake, which is the uh, furthest north terminus. And which did you choose? I chose Kakwa Lake. Okay. Was, uh, and I, and it, that final northern section was magnificent, and I would say my, my favorite section of the whole, the whole thing. It was incredibly remote. There were a lot of high route, off-trail, walking on the actual divide options, and it was just absolutely gorgeous with the low tree line. Um, I think it, you drop about a, about a thousand meters of tree line throughout, throughout the course of the, of the trail, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just vast alpine expanses up there, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And how was, uh, how was the wildlife during your trip, Bobcat? It was good. I, uh, I, I saw mountain goats, bighorn sheep, Moose, elk. I saw a bobcat. Oh. <laughs> you saw yourself. Yeah. What about the grizzlies? Uh, How many grizzlies? Uh, I did not run into a single grizzly black bear. I saw, but I did wow. not have a face to face encounter with the grizzly. And um, there were, I don't know if that's a result of intentionally making noise in low visibility areas, or if that was due to their really really low precipitation year, and maybe uh, different different berry patches going off than usual or taking 
high routes mostly. I don't know. I'm not sure what do, would contribute to that. Do you think that, possibly that your body odor acted as, as somewhat of a deterrent? Or, or, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Natural defense is the ultimate nice. ultralight strategy. Nice. Good stuff, our, Bobby. Our, Always thinking. Our trail tip of the month. Wow. Yeah. Develop your body odor to scare off the bears. I like it. That's really good. Bobby's always cutting edge. So, <laughs> Flabcat... <laughs> What percentage of the route that you chose, for example, what percentage is on trail and what percentage is off trail? You know, give or take. There's a lot of light trail that's yeah. kind of in between mm-hmm. between the two. Um, in the national parks, and you go through five national parks on the on the course of the of the of the trail. Um, the trail's pretty good for the most part. Uh, some of it's spectacular and very very heavily used and um, pretty popular. Uh, and then there are parts of the national parks that are uh, being closed down due to lack of funding. It wow. seems that uh, the provincial parks actually seem like they had more money, especially in Alberta, with all the, the resource development there, with natural gas and oil, and that Alberta in particular is doing pretty well economically. Um, but the national government's not putting as much money into it. So I'd say, like, I don't know, 50% trail, and then a bunch of light trail, and then maybe 20% kind of cross-country ish stuff a buffet of surfaces if you will yeah yes um although i would say a lot of some of the actual trail uh is heavily used by horses and there's a lot of willow overgrowth oh yes uh, that's snorkel's favorite (laughs) so even if there's trail that doesn't mean it's going to be a a quick quick jaunt it's not going to be the manicured pct no, there are only a few sections like this, you know, the really famous sections like uh, the Skyline Trail going into Jasper. I mean, that's just a highway. It's magnificent, great views, but and very well manicured trail. And um, the Rock Wall down in Banff, those places have spectacular trail. But yeah, it's and not like the PCT <laughs> for the most did part. You, um, did you see many other through hikers, Bob, during your, during your trip? There seemed to be a big convergence all at once. I didn't see anybody until right before I got into Jasper, and then I ran into five other through hikers in what? town. Whoa! All on the what? same day, and five? you know the, the compressed like going hikings, different directions or all going north. Uh, all going north. I did run into two southbounders though after I left Jasper. Okay. Um, I think the compressed hiking season funnels everybody into the same window. Yeah. What is the and hiking so, season? How long is it? When do you start? When do you have to stop? It depends where you're going to finish. I think the the chance for a lot more snow uh, increases immensely once you get north of Jasper. I'd say, I don't know, you could get by starting in early July-ish, and then by mid-September, those are kind of the edges, kind of Mm -hmm. pushing it. Um, Do you know what the snowpack was in the area that you went through this year? Was it normal? uh, It was pretty low. I was from what low. I, what, okay. I, what I heard from people. And did you yeah. walk on any snow? I did not touch snow other than glacial okay. parts, yeah. And what was your longest resupply? My longest resupply um, ended up being about, <laughs> I'm still thinking kilometers. Um, Come on, Bobby, you. pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you, can you think in Celsius, Bobby? Can you think in I, Celsius? I can, yes. You can? It, Wow, yes, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's hard for me to do. I mean, I'm, I'm going to advocate for the metric system. Here. <laughs> yeah. It's much more logical, and I w- hope that we convert to it somehow. I, I hear you, Bobby. I hear, yeah. I'm the only Australian here in the room at the moment. I, yeah, I hear you coming. yeah, but Celsius isn't good for, for weather. I can't deal actually, with Celsius. Actually, man. a bit of trivia. Yeah, but at least can it's we, based we on something. Trial show trivia. Do you know there's only three countries in the world that don't use the metric system these days? Like, so there's the states. 
and there's two other countries. Do you guys know well, and, what they are? Isn't one of them a Western African Republic? <laughs> <laughs> is one li- Liberia? Liberia. Come on, you go, Liberia. Effects. There's one other one. Sound it's in effects, Asia. Man. I can't. I can't play sound it's effects South while Skype's on. Uh, Sorry, is it Myanmar? Myanmar. Yeah, yeah. So you got Myanmar, Liberia. So you got two like povo. Third world countries <laughs> and the world's rich, <laughs> world's richest country. The only three that um, don't use the metric system. So I mean, back to Canadians only switched over in the eighties, and I didn't. Yeah, it was so recent. Yeah, yeah. yeah take yeah. that, Canadian Swami. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, see. so what was your longest resupply then? <laughs> uh, my longest resupply was around a hundred and and thirty miles. It was going to be longer for that last section, um, but I ran into another hiker who saved me from, his parents were driving up this dirt road and saved me from walking an extra 85-mile road walk after the finish. Oh, my, wow. finish. Oh my gosh, that's huge. And, uh, and that, was, that, was, that was quite a wonderful gift. Yeah, that's to, a huge uh, gift. You're done yeah. and walk 85 now, miles. Now, what, what was your mileage like? I mean, what it was, I, was, I was averaging probably around 25 miles a day. Okay, which was so a little bit less than me, maybe. But then, are, I was, then I was averaging on the CDT. But wait, a quick, um, a quick question for you: You are twenty-five miles per per day. Are uh-huh. you a fast hiker yes. or are you a slow hiker who takes two or three hour naps during the middle of the day? What kind of hiker <laughs> are you? <laughs> uh, I'm a hiker that loves to hike with Swami. I don't know if that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, Bobby's, no napping. Bobby's a, Bobby's Swami, a do you take hiker. do you take naps during the day? Only two. Only two. <laughs> two hour naps? Uh, no, normally They're about on an hour. Side of his, uh, yeah. his, his, it's right in the middle of the night he splits up the naps and he fidgets <laughs> with all of his things and organizes his plastic bags. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah, a lot yeah. of plastic bag crinkling in the middle of the night. Yes, one of those guys. I, I yeah. like to keep my hiking partners on their toes 24 hours <laughs> a day. So what, what were the resupplies like? Were they towns or were they just little outposts? Yeah, you don't have a lot of options, which actually I think makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I I bought all my food and sent it out from uh, Blairmore, which was the first town that I came to after Waterton. And I sent them to Provincial Park Visitor Centers and to uh, there was a, a post office in Field that held it for me. And um, yeah, so it was, it was mostly sending out packages except for Jasper and Blairmore. But it was it was very easy. I didn't I didn't get into a vehicle the whole trip up Whoa. there, so I didn't hitch at all. And and uh, my longest walk out to a resupply was only seven kilometers. So now that yeah. we've talked about the kind of nuts and bolts of of the trail, yeah. per se, talk to us about what were the highlights for you? What were your favorite sections? You know, what sections do you want to do again? What sections do you not want to do again? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, well, the, the northern section was phenomenal. I mean, there were wolverine tracks in the mud. Whoa. It was super remote. Didn't see anybody for five and a half days. It was kind of Sierra High route-ish at times with big talus areas and just spectacular views like that. And you're right up next to the glaciers a lot of the time. I also really loved um, the two sections where I went over a pass that had uh, massive fossil beds. There was oh, nice. There was a, this one pass called Coral Pass, aptly named. It had 600 million-year-old coral fossils everywhere. It was like you were in a coral reef at the, at the pass, and they were very well preserved, and some of them were over a foot long, in, uh, in, and it, it, was, it was just phenomenal. Um, I also really liked some of the more publicly used 
sections, like in in uh, in Banff and and uh, up north in, in Jasper National Park. They are they were busy, but there's a reason why they're busy. They're they're gorgeous. And, hey, Bobby, and of, the, of the other through hikers that you met, were there any yeah. Canadians, or were they all from the states? Mostly from the states. Uh, I did meet uh, one one Canadian up there. Okay. Sorry, Dilo had his hand up. He's I, I he's, hand he's up. Australian. He's yeah, used to he doesn't, being he doesn't a criminal. Play by the rules. I understand. I know. Um, so you were just talking rules? about <laughs> some of these really beautiful aspects of the trail. Let's yeah. talk about some of the more economically viable aspects and less beautiful aspects of the trail. Talk okay. to me about logging roads and logging and resource resource exploitation. What's your what did you see up there in northern Canada? What's going on up there with that? So the section that I call segment B. Um, the segment where you get out of Waterton National Park and you're headed in north to this the second stretch in between towns was the most heavily impacted. You were on ATV roads a lot, logging roads a lot. You go by a major coal mine. Um, you do get to see a lot of that stuff up close and personal. However, I will say in that section, I saw some of the most diverse wildlife I saw on the whole trip, which was kind of interesting. And I don't, I'm not really sure exactly why that was, but um, but that, that was, that was a, that was an upside to that, to that section, but you do go through parts like that. What Most, about, what about clear cuts? Is there a lot of clear cuts up there? Not that you go through on the trail. Just oh, that's I would cool. say that once, one segment of the six, there's some, there's some big clear cuts that are recovering. Very yeah. nice. Um, but there is one section in particular that's exceptionally tedious. And I don't know if Swami remembers this section too, the, the David Thompson, uh, trail, it's uh, very heavily overgrown. It, is that the uh, is that the bit uh, north of Field? Was it? It is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. quite overgrown. It doesn't sound like they've done much with it in the last four no, years. No, although they've uh, the GDTA just told me the other day that that's what they're focusing on for next year. So that's a good oh, sign. Okay. okay. There's a major bridge that's very much destroyed, but you can still kind of shimmy over the top of it. Um, in its in its rubble state, that that bridge is a glacial outflow that's pretty key and would be incredibly dangerous if that bridge totally goes. So I think that's putting the pressure on to to okay. fix that part of the trail. Hey Bobby, quick question on uh, the high route alternates you took. Yeah, I, I saw some chatter on the interwebs that um, I guess there's some different alternate routes you can take on the GDT, just like you could on the CDT and. I guess mm-hmm. some of them go higher than the actual GDT goes, and it sounds like you took the bulk of them. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious as to you know how much more difficult they were than the actual route um, and why it is you chose to take them. I get the impression from, the, from Dustin Lynx's guidebook. He's the one that kind of resurrected the trail in a lot of ways, printed this guidebook about 20 years ago, and um, the trail was never completed, so his route has become somewhat of the standard and I get this, I didn't hike the low route, so I couldn't do a direct comparison, but the, uh, um, it sounds like there's a lot more gain, a lot more scrambling. You have to be okay with a little bit more exposure in some of the areas. Okay. So I think that was his big point to drive home in his descriptions. Like if you're not okay with some exposed scrambling, then you might not want to do this. And that's why it's not the official route because, um, it's beyond the scope of hiking officially. Um, I chose them because they seemed to be more scenic. I had weather windows that allowed me to do them. And uh, each one I did seemed like just one of my favorite parts of the trail. So it just built on itself that I wanted to keep following those alternates because they always seem to be my favorite parts. Nice. 
was there like a average length of alternate? I mean, I'm sure they varied in length, but mileage wise, were they what 20 miles, 30, 10? What are we talking? Yeah, uh, I'd say one of the longest alternates up north was a, a 30 mile alternate okay. that connected into some other alternates shortly after it. So you kind of get back on the main route just for a little bit, and then you have another option for another 10 mile one that connects to maybe another 10 mile one. They kind of like figure eights back and forth because the uh, uh, the the official route will follow the river valley below you and you'll cross into that river valley and then come up back up on the ridge on the other side we touched briefly earlier on grizzly bears did you do anything did you did you take any different precautions for this hike as far as like i don't know carrying an ursac or an op sack or something different we'll just than, than you would do like on a normal say your hike on the sierra high route <laughs> well, on the Sierra High Route, I come on, that. Bobby. Don't lie to us, man. I know you're I'm thinking. Of, don't conjure. Don't we, conjure. We know man. you didn't shower during the I've, 34 I've days. My bear strategy before, and I'll, I'll tell it again. Um, so, uh, I I just use op sacks, lock sacks, and when I was in the national parks and there were cables or boxes to use, I used them. Okay. Um, but when I was in alpine areas and in conifer areas, I just I just yeah used the lock sack and uh, and called it good. Did you cook where you slept or did you cook and move cook. on? Oh, you don't I cook? don't cook. So do you eat though? I mean, did you eat where you slept <laughs> or did you eat and then move on so that you didn't you know establish those odors where you were sleeping? Yeah, I I didn't I, I eat throughout the day, so I I did eat a little bit before I will go to bed. But um, I I feel like not cooking is a great way to not broadcast. Yeah. The yeah. bear. That makes sense. I also, also on my lock sack, this is just pure superstition, I know, but I just put my dirty socks and my shoes on top of it all the time. If if, if there's a if a bear can smell a hundred times better than we can, I think <laughs> that, that would also that'd be a deterrent on their radar. Yeah. But that's <laughs> not go. science. That's not science. That's just a practice. And our trail tip of the month. <laughs> so what about the, the ten ounce can of counter assault bear spray? Are you telling us that you did not have that on your person? I, I did not have that on my person. Oh, my gosh. What kind of advice wait, wait, are you question. giving, Bobby? I, I mean... I'm not giving advice at all. <laughs> wait, did you carry... Did you carry I, I have to uh, agree with Bobby. Wait, I, did you... I, I did, what? I think it's a good strategy. I didn't... All, I, what I about guns? The same thing legal about guns. Did legal you carry at a gun? the trail show. Did you carry a gun? Hello? Did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you carry a gun? No, I don't carry... No guns. No weapons. Knives. Just the two guns attached to his torso. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, I, so, in case you didn't know, Dilo, Bobcat yeah. does not recreate with firearms. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know this guy that well. Come on. I know man. that I most know. of us in this room have firearms. Hey, hey, on hey, our hey, person hey. tonight. No, 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 Can't what? You don't. <laughs> just you're the only <laughs> Australian in the room, so you don't have firearms. No, no, no even no, the no, guinea pig is packing. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the guinea pig's like good. 180 years old. Of course, it's packing. <laughs> 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 Can't defend itself. <laughs> Bobcat, I'm curious if you ran into anyone on the trail um, after they realized who you were, if maybe they looked at you and said, Bobby! <laughs> I, I don't know if Hank Hill's very popular in Canada. Oh, really? But it's, also, it's also very hard to get a firearm in Canada. I wanted to add that to the last Oh, okay. yeah, there you go. There you, it's, go. you have to wait like a year after registering to, to get one, and then it's still very difficult. So, Bobcat, this is Mags. How's it going? Hey, <laughs> you've so, been sitting there very quietly i know it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often but so you kind of touched upon this uh we mentioned dustin link's book what other resources would you mention for planning maps comes to mind immediately more than anything um 
town guides, et cetera, et cetera. What would you recommend for planning, I guess? Yeah, I have, I have a lot of thanks and shout-outs to give to people. So uh, Dustin Links' book is, is fantastic. It's, uh, he hasn't hiked in a while, so it's it's needs some updating at this point, but it's a great starting point. Um, I would Ben Mayberry put together a great resource packet with okay. some more updated notes on the trail. Um, and Pepper actually helped me out a huge amount by sending me a whole whole bunch of, of resources together, which included Lee Brandforce's uh, tracks and uh, these maps that, that Trauma and Pepper had put together and Ben Mayberry had put together. And so, yeah, all those people I owe a lot of, a lot of thanks to for helping me out on this trip. A lot of thanks and praise, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to track that stuff down. It's really... At this point, it's you, you got to talk to other hikers who have done it and figure out how to get those resources. It's not all in one place. It's not easy and cut and dry like a lot of other trails. Yeah, maps would be my biggest concern because I had an acquaintance, um, Chris Willett, who did it, and he was saying all the stuff he had to do to get maps. And it, yeah. And that was back in 2003, so it sounds a little easier in that regard now. Yeah, and his notes, actually, Chris Willett's notes are incorporated into that resource packet as well. So it's Nice. It's coming together. Very good. More and more feedback. We'll just get a gut hook app and it'll be all all good. No, I'm hey, Bob. I wouldn't, be su- I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out soon. Actually, I, I hiked <laughs> with a guy who's who's doing his own version of an app, but it's going to be free to, to everybody. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That could be a game changer. I, I figure it's only yeah. a matter of time being serious till an app comes out for that trail. <laughs> That yeah. and the Hey Duke and the High Sierra route, but that's another story. It, it's it's all being it's all of those things are being worked on. That's yeah. what I figured. Yep. <laughs> hey Bobby, you touched earlier on the GDTA, the Great Divide Trail Association. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious, you know, uh, what what kind of resources they might have, and and do they help facilitate maintenance of the trail in the way that say the Continental Divide Trail Coalition facilitates maintenance of the CDT? Yeah. Um, I'd say there's a lot of parallels between the history of the GDTA and the CDTC. Um, okay. And it's kind of falling apart in uh, about a, a decade ago. And then there's been a huge resurgence recently. And it seems like they're more on top of their game right now than they ever have been, just like the CDTC is. Oh, nice. And their website is constantly being updated with, uh, with trail condition reports. And they've got... Uh, GPS tracks that they they have made available, although I would say they're they're not particularly accurate in a lot of ways, and I think those will mm. improve. But I, I think a, a, a good map set still is in the works, especially for some of the alternate routes. But the GDTA was super friendly. They they reached out to you, and then through you, they reached out to me. And oh, then, nice, very cool. Yeah, they were they were extremely friendly and offered you know any kind of information that that I was curious about and. Mountain Equi- Equipment Co-op is also sponsoring a bunch of the the GDT up there now. There's a okay. there's one Blaze section, but yeah, it's it's still a very low budget nonprofit operation that's trying to get things back together <laughs> in a lot of ways. But I think it's headed on the right right track. I was going to say for those who aren't familiar with MEC, it's essentially the Canadian version of REI. Yeah, it's a quick side note. And real quick, I don't know if we've actually mentioned it, but the GDTA's website is GreatDivideTrail.com. All right, any other questions for Bobcat on the Great Divide Trail? Bobby, what about mountain bikers? Did you run into any Great Divide mountain bikers up there while you were out hiking? Mm. I there was a, a dirt road 
going into Kananaskis, where I ran into some Ride the Divide folks. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. But they, but they can't. They, they, they can't ride on most of the hiker route for the GDT. So they don't really intercept too much, huh? Not too much. Just yeah. that, that was the only place. And one, one guy had been out that I met. He's been out for two, two years on his bike riding all around the world. And he was, he had headed, he was from Switzerland, had ridden all the way across Asia, then come down through Alaska and the Yukon and headed south. He was Whoa. headed south to South America and then was going to ride up through Africa back into Europe. That's heavy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So yeah, some cool, cool, uh, cool folks doing other endurance, nice endurance sports out there. So Bobby, one quick last question: Did you get to have Canada's culinary gift to the world? Poutine? I did. Yes. All right. Isn't yeah, that a great the, hiker meal? It really is. The curds, the gravy, Ugh, the, God, the fries. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, don't knock it till you try it. It's, I know. It's wait, poutine is awesome. While we're on the subject of gastrointestinal delights, uh, tell us about go. tell us about the beer in Canada. How is the oh, beer in Canada? Go. Oh, that's not the direction I thought we were heading. I'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep it family friendly, man. Yeah, come on, friendly. come on, Bobby, get your head out of the gutter. Tell us about the beer in Canada. <laughs> um, there, there's some there's some good beer up there. I was. Moosehead, Jasper Bolton. was really the only place where you could you could drink some of the the local stuff that I passed through because um, I wasn't really in towns yeah. a lot otherwise. I will say people are very friendly at the bars because I was trying to get back to Jasper and I was trying to figure out how the public transportation situation. So I went to the bar to uh, talk to people and figure out how to do that and. People ended up buying me drinks left and right, telling stories about the GDT. Did you so, run into wow. any she hikers? <laughs> Um, at, at the bar, no, on the GDT, no, no, no single she hikers, just just she hikers in in couple. Uh, oh, what in about couple. in towns? <laughs> Ta- town people? Yeah. Um, any town cheese? Did you find? Were there any women in any of the towns <laughs> that, you, that you walked through? There. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I would say Jasper has lots of beautiful ladies that live there. I know. Oh, okay. there we go. So, so let's 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 go into that topic. Nice segue. Yeah. Um. So we're having a little contest for all the West. Yep. You're gonna be there. I will. And correct me if I'm wrong. You you sent me an email today. You've put on seven point five pounds. <laughs> I I don't weigh myself regularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> all muscle. All, all muscle. muscle. Yeah. All muscle. It's poutine. It's, it's poutine. poutine. And so we're having a little win a date with Bobby contest. And uh, do you, do you? I mean, you had told me that you were, you know, you were you were opening it up to even cougars since they're part of the feline family. Uh, Swami just told us a few minutes ago that you're not picky at all. So <laughs> there you go. Wow. What are, What are your hopes and dreams? Swami, what do you, you don't hope have to, to get out of this? Self deprecating. Con- <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you hope to get out of this contest besides an obvious date? <laughs> Maybe a couple uh, of STDs. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. Somebody's got to filter that out. That was definitely that, uncalled for. Come on, that email. We, maybe Bobcat is dude, our guest. Maybe you man. could do that in Australia. What are you not here? Not guest. here in the USA. Short, is, it's short term disability. What are you not in the USA? What are you trying to say about the she hacker? Come on, Bobby, answer the question. What are you trying to say about the she hacker community, Swami? Huh? Hello. No comment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's let's get That's back to Bobby. Ever, I, think. I think we got into trouble with this. Anyway. Oh, I left him speechless the other night too. I'll have to tell you that story off off air. Anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, so we're hosting a win a date with Bobcat contest. Now you've all heard his melodious voice, his positivity, his adventurous <laughs> streak. 
You know, tell us something about his pod. Tell us something about his hair. It's beautiful. It's long. It's long. He's got golden locks. Yeah. Is it curly or is it straight? It's you know, it's a little bit of both. Oh. Yeah, it's a mix. He's really he knows a lot about birds. Beautiful. It's great with kids. Can he sing bird melodies? He can sing. uh, Oh, you're right. You're still here. I I have a trail tip of the month. Oh, oh oh, yeah. Please, Bobby. Please. So on the Sierra High route, and Circle might have alluded to this earlier, but um, there was this exceptionally uh, active marmot that was trying to steal our food when I was with So Far and Tomato, and it kept coming over, and we were tossing rocks in its direction, trying to get it to leave us alone, but it, those didn't bother it at all. And so uh, I found that if you pull out um, a recording of a red-tailed hawk, all the marmots will clear out in the area and, and leave you alone. Oh, on your phone. Wow. The, on your on your phone for the rest of the night. All it takes is one red tail hawk call and you're you're good to go. Wow, wow. technology. Yeah. That's a today. good trail tip, man. It is. Whoa. Or you huh. can just have maybe someone in your party wake up screaming. That could also help clear out the marmots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> yes, Night Terror Marmots. No, I, just, I, was, I was gonna ask you to play the trail tip of the month music, but then I remembered you can't. No. Yeah, so I, so yeah, so so Bobby, you're still single, mm-hmm. right? I am, yeah. You're still looking? Yeah. Hoping? <laughs> I'm just hoping and, that this is a fun thing. Yeah, I think <laughs> Well and the other thing uh, is Bobcat, yeah, I, I, I talk, hear you, man. Bobcat, talk to Pepper. I'd be a little worried Talk frankly. to Pepper. Pepper had just amazing luck well, with, with and the, the trail show is, date win a date with Pepper speak, contest. A couple speaking years of ago. Pepper. Speaking of Pepper. The great thing is that the runner-up is going to win a date with Pepper. It's going to be a double Stop. date. Stop. Are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be a double date. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow, I'm that's excited th- that Pepper and I get to go on a date. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, you're not going on a date together, are you? Yeah. Hey, whoa, I Bobby. told you Bobby wasn't picky. <laughs> 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 All well, right. I, I, guess, I guess that's that's all I have for the, the little contest. Is there anything else you want to add about either your hopes for your date or the GDT? <laughs> Uh, or your hopes for a date on GDT? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Would GDT you, wh- is not a place to go to date. It's, it's not a place <laughs> to find anybody. <laughs> Actually, but, okay, he's a, he's a but it is one of my favorite hikes that I've ever done. It is incredibly, incredibly gorgeous. And I, uh, yeah, I just had an amazing time up there. And I highly recommend it if you're looking, especially after you've hiked the CDT, you're looking for something maybe a little bit extra, maybe something that even gets a little more remote than anything you've ever hiked before. It's a, it's a wonderful trail to do. Wow, that's very very cool. And and I'll, real quickly, I'll just tell folks if you want to get stoked on the GDT, go yes. check out Bobcat's Instagram feed. His in- Instagram handle is Bobcat Hikes, and just look—he's got pictures of, of those fossils he was talking about earlier. He's got—I mean—the scenery will blow you away so much so that it's got uh, the Princess of Darkness and I talking about a 2016 GDT through hike. Yeah, nice. Because we are going to have a date on the GDT. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you, th- those photos, Bobby, were inspiring to say the least. And thanks for posting as many as you did. They're fantastic. People should really go check them out. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was really, really, really fun. I mean, there was so much beauty up there. It was hard to take a bad photo. Yeah. It was yeah. fantastic. That's cool. All right. Well, anything else? Any last minute thoughts, comments, interjections? No? Just- just thanks so much for having me on, and I'm excited to see you all in a few weeks, and hopefully Swami will be there, too. Oh, Sweet. yeah, we're, we're hoping the same thing, Bobby. We'll see. With enough peer pressure, it just might work. That's right. 
I want him to to talk, be my sponsor for the Triple Crown Award. Yeah, oh, oh, Bob, yeah. Oh, Swami, Swami, how could you say no? You're killing me, Bobby. You're killing me. <laughs> Wait, you're not going to be there next <laughs> week, Swami? No, he's going to be there. Don't you oh, worry. Okay, though. cool, great. I'm look so. It's going to be so awesome to see you again. Well, yep. well Bobby, thanks, thanks again for yeah, coming no on the show. That means a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and we will see you next week. <laughs> yeah. All right. All much, right, man. Much love and respect from Boulder. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Cheers, See Robert. Take it easy, Later. Bobby. See Later. You, mate. Bobby. Bobby. And, ma- and there he goes, Bobcat. He's he's out on the prowl. He just ran lady. out the door, ladies and gentlemen. And, and I tell you what, we're actually going to go to break with some of Bobcat's very own music. Chelsea will be right back. between podcaster and audience. Four hikers with smiles you can trust. The Trail Show. Is, is, that, is, that, what, is that what it sounds like in Dilo's head after a, a little, little, uh, after a little a outdoor t- break here? After a ton of nitrous oxide. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we, we went through another can of the Heady Topper. Oh, the Heady Topper. Ingrid. You are so nice to deliver, yeah. hand deliver those heady toppers and to us. And camp out in front of those beverage and marks I just, in Vermont. Ingrid, I just want you to know that my uh, brother, Frito Rolltide Garcia, he spends about twice as much money on beer as we do on our mortgage. And he was very <laughs> upset that we were not going to bring him one of the heady toppers. Yeah. So Anyway, we just busted out the, uh, what, what is that one? The, uh, it's the Oatmeal Stout. The, the Millie's Stout. Millie's Oatmeal Stout. Millie's, yeah, Millie's Oatmeal Stout. What do you think, Swami? Give us a review. How's the mouth feel? Just give me, give me What's a What's the brewery, Dilo? Stark Brewing Company from... Where in Vermont? Manchester, New Hampshire. Oh, it's Ooh. a New Hampshire that beer. Was, that was my guess, man, because okay. Stark, Stark is a I common like name in that area of New Hampshire. I used to live there, So actually. all the beers tonight are either from Vermont or New Hampshire, is yes. that correct? Yeah, yeah that's correct. So this Ingrid Gerard, she's a uh, longtime S- supporter. Molly Stark. P1. Molly Stark, man. All you New Englanders know who Molly Stark is. And she just finished a hike of the Long Trail. Ah, so she, while she was up there, she... I don't. Me neither. Congratulations, Ingrid. Say. Congrats, Ingrid. And that's, that's speaking of which... Speaking of congratulating people on their hikes, I would like to personally congratulate Mr. Rick One Nut MacGyver. Yeah. Just finished hiking all the 14ers, finished with a the, the traverse of the Cresto Needle with a lot of class four, class five, just for fun. And I his, salute you, sir. His trail name is actually MacGyver, and POD <laughs> met him on the ATN02. He's currently in my bowling league. So That's right. He he's I feel like he's part of the Trail Show family, he but is. yeah, he just finished this weekend with um, Crestone and Crestone Needle, and he actually did the Crestone Traverse wow. between them. And this is Class Four, Class Five kind of stuff. I mean, the whole way, yeah, it's no joke. But dude, he, it's gnarly. Those pictures. Oh, I saw you them saw today. Them? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so gnarly. Oh, yeah. talk he's about like, knife. Just edge. on the other side of this little rock that I'm crawling onto is a thousand one thousand eight hundred foot drop into nothing, <laughs> and you're like, dude. Yeah. You're just crawling on this rock. You're like, eh. and two weeks ago, uh, so gnarly. A, a gentleman from Texas 
died on the Cresto needle. Oof. Yeah, he slipped and and that was it. And and you know, some of the more technical fourteeners, the Cresto needle of which is one, every year they claim a life yeah. or two. And yeah. I mean it's you know, people people think about the Colorado fourteeners as like something to add to their bucket list, but you know, five or six of those 58 are, are nothing to mess around with. And I think they kind of worked their way up to them over the course of, I mean, MacGyver started this in 2005. He just started doing a couple here and there. and then Kind he, of by accident. Yeah, by accident. As you said, yeah. And then he slowly realized, like, uh, I've Crap, done, I've done 20. Might yeah, as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> and right. the other cool thing is that he finished with his friend Dave, and they've done almost all of them together. That's yeah. awesome. So it's pretty cool. Hey, that's Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, can we do a quick update on the Max Challenge? Absolutely. For uh, for those in the audience who are familiar with it, there was a bunch of trail work done by, by us one month, and we said, you know, it would be great if all our listeners gave one day of trail work this summer, because I think of how much that would help the trail, and Disco coined the Mags Challenge. So Max. we told our listeners between then and we're going to say National Public Lands Day later this month. We want our listeners to do one day of trail work and put a hashtag called Max Challenge. It can be your local open space. It can be on a National Scenic Trail. It can be in a county park or whatever. Just do some trail work in. And we began some great entries. Oh, really phenomenal. Since we the got last a, show. We got a video as our most recent entry. Yeah. I, I just noticed that just before the show, so I didn't get the gentleman's name. We've and been, the guy from Hawaii that's been doing trail work up there? Yeah, we got time. some great rock work one and... Just some wonderful, wonderful, and it's just so great to see people. And we have some amazing prizes to give for. We have the Gossamer Gear Quick Sack. We have some Trail Show swag, a Trail Show Trucker Hat, and a coveted item, coveted a thong. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. So continue to get is those entry- Trail Show thong, or is it? It is. Yeah, it is. Really, do you guys bring your your own thongs now? Oh, we yes. hey, we've had it for a while. It's yeah. one of the founding. One of the founding items. We actually print them up here in Mag Studio after the show's over every month. It's amazing. And Mag takes them out on the trail and gives them a bit of a a test run and stuff. He he goes to the corner of uh, Baseline (laughs) and Broadway and hawks them every Saturday. That's how we keep the show going, Swami. But just do a metaphoric whack of the vacuum tubes here. (laughs) How about a real one? Bringing it back. So... National Public Lands Day is the 26th, so it's a great opportunity to do some local trail work. Um, do it. Hashtag Mags Challenge. Maybe with some swag. We'll announce the winners on our next show, um, October show. October show. Very good. Yeah. Well, I think we're up to the time of the show where we do trip reports, and we've we've all done a few, yep. uh, including our special guest, Mr. Cam Swami, Swami Hunter. Where, where should we start tonight? I think we should start with our guest. He's okay. it's, it's the all freshest right. trail by far. And That's he, right. J- and you just finished your trip of the month, what, four or five hours ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done a couple of trips this month. I've okay. actually been traveling around a bit. I was down in, as you guys know. You were know, in Bogota. I was in Bogota. Una Bogota. Uh, Una Bogota. Did some hiking down there in uh, Colombia. And then uh, and then I've just been up in Colorado the last couple of weeks. And I, I did the Colorado Trail, which uh, I'd never done before. And I, I mean, I've done oh, the nice. CDT section of it. But uh, I've never done the whole Colorado Trail in one hit. And uh, yeah, it was a great hike. Very cool. So you started in Durango, though. I did. I started in and Durango. And hiked to, to Denver. Yep. And that's... that's I literally finished, yeah, like four hours ago. <laughs> so what were highlights? Anything in particular? How was Snow Mesa? Did you get a lightning bolt near you there? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Actually, there was heavy rains, but heavy rains and driving winds that day. And the Collegiate West, a lot of the new trails that have been... Um, have been done through that area was, was definitely a highlight. Okay. And... Uh, 
Yeah, and just the final days, the the, the colours started to come out as well. Mm. And then finishing this afternoon and breaking out of uh, <laughs> <laughs> breaking out of Waterton Canyon was, was definitely memorable yeah, as well. Let, let's talk about that real quick because we've alluded to it multiple times on the show so far. So... We'll throw it over to POD. Well, yeah. And as Mag said earlier, the canyon's closed. So this is the last six miles of the CT is is technically closed due to bear activity. And actually, it's closed because some jackass tried to take a selfie with a a freaking bear. But anyway, POD. Well, I I rolled up there and uh, I called Swami because I was like, well, everything's closed and fenced in. And then I saw him. So we were talking to each other and looking at each other. So he was like, I think if you just hold that gate, I can climb up on it and get out. And so I pulled my car over and I tried to hold the gate steady. Now, wait a minute. The gate. So, the, so the everything everything where the Colorado Trail terminus is is completely fenced in with barbed wire. I mean, it was probably like 12 feet tall, don't you think? Yes. And there's barbed wire, <laughs> there's barbed wire on the top. And he was like, you know, can you help me get out? And I was like... I'm Mexican. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so I tried to hold this one part of the gate because it was, it was shaky. And he tried to get out, and in the course of that, he kind of got a little bit of a gash that was just gushing blood. It was awesome. So he went back down the other side, and then I was like, you know, over there in the corner, it looks like there's some better foothold. So he was able to get out on the corner. Hmm. Wow. But you sustained an injury is, is what happened. Yeah. Now, was there oh. a sign six miles back from said trailhead that said the trail is closed due to bear activity? Go this way. There was a sign, but according to what I was uh, told uh, by people supposedly in the know, it was still okay for through hikers who had come all the way from uh, Durango to finish there. Oh, I, Max, what do you have to say Matt, about I, that? I, I was thing. Uh, Max, <laughs> no, no, I know that Mags would never say such a thing, but Mags, what do you think, what do you have to say about the news source who told Swami that it's okay for through hikers to do this? Which news source was I just say? Was it other hikers on the trail? Or? Actually, I heard from a couple of people in charge of trail organizations. Oh, okay. Without oh. mentioning any names yeah. and stuff. But huh. um, I'd heard from two or three people that, that it was I guess possible they uh, to, to go through. And also, I met a, a person uh, who passed me by in a um, part of the, the Waterton Canyon? Um, uh, like a official, ranger, yeah, yeah, ranger guy. And um, he he asked me that same question. I said, oh, "I'm through hiking from Durango." He said, "Oh, that's okay. Just you know, don't stop. You know, just keep going." And I said, "Fine." And oh, he, this and, was in the yeah. closed section. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, so then it he, sounds pretty legitimate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was no He's worries like, oh, at whatever. all. Like huh. he literally just huh. he just he didn't stopped. say like, "Oh, well, you're gonna have to scale a twelve foot tall." No, he didn't mention. End. He didn't mention it was all closed <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but uh, he said, "Yeah, that's fine. Just I hope you're ready for some class five on barbed wire." Most dangerous section of the Colorado Trail, Waterton Canyon. Our legal department. We actually we didn't tell you this, Swami, but we consulted them before the taping of the show we told them what happened to you and and they they're actually going to get in touch with the uh the powers that be about sending your medical bi- bills to have them covered uh and it turns out that uh, randomly a captain from a, a bagata police station made a phone call on your behalf since he had already comped a hotel room down in Columbia, <laughs> he thought maybe that you know they could comp a, a medical bill up here. What do you, what do you have to say to that, Swami? What can I tell you, Disco? It's good to have connections. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we we've also Swami. We've also been in touch with our accountant in uh, San Diego, California, yeah. and he is is that in uh, San Diego across the border in Tijuana? No, I'm he's, never in, quite he's sure. in San Diego. He's in San okay. Diego. He's only there. there 
part of the time. He's only there for a few months in the uh, midwinter. Where does he spend the rest of the year, just out of interest? I the Cayman like Islands, was he's, it? Uh, he's a bit of a vagabond. Okay. I think he tours Diet Coke factories. Anyways, this ah. gentleman, um, <laughs> we've been in touch with him, <laughs> and he is all over this. He feels that there's a case, a great case for you to financially benefit tremendously from your impalement tonight. So he's all over it. Wow. Sweet. Okay. He'll okay. be getting in touch with you after the show, I Swami. think I might have met this accountant just randomly on my Colorado trail hike. You may have. Okay. Do you, do you we should move on. We should move on. Move on. We should move on. Trips. Dilo, have you done any trips this I have, this actually. Well, I, I've done a few trips, but the most... The most, the one that stands out in my memory was about a 26-hour trip my son and I took. Uh, just the two of us, no, no other families. We did a little car camping, and then the next day I put him in a backpack and I trekked him up to 12,000 feet on a five or six-mile round-trip hike. Whoa! And uh, it was really cool. We made it up to French Pass on the Divide at about 12,000 feet. Uh, French Pass, um, it's on the Divide north of Jefferson in Colorado. On the north side of it, you go down the valley and you find yourself in Breckenridge eventually. Um, the hardest part of this weekend was having to talk to my son all weekend long. What do you mean? <laughs> well, explain. So it's you know I, I you know he, he's three. We have conversations. We talk about his needs and his wants, and if he's hungry <laughs> and if he needs to pee and things like that. We talk about a lot of stuff. You're really selling me on children, Dilo. This Go ahead, not, continue. This is not what was difficult. What was difficult was that I needed to tell stories. Okay. What like I needed to tell stories about Lex Luthor and Superman and <clears throat> Flash and the Green Lantern for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> or, or or what? Or what would happen? Tell me stories now. That's a meltdown. A meltdown. <laughs> demanding demanding of stories. Yeah. Is he into comic books right now? Well, that see, that's the thing about comic books is they're actually too violent for three-year-olds. Oh, but yeah. that's what I'm Why the Flash? And I don't Lex know. Luther? Because he's got Lego characters. He sees oh, these things. Okay. I don't know. There are some children's books that are geared to three-year-olds that talk about these superheroes, the League of Friends or whatever they are. Um, uh, don't don't play the super coy. Friends, you know what they the super, are. Man. I'm not sure if it's the League of Friends or the Super... It's the Super Friends. But anyways, the Super Friends... You know, there are comic books that cater to three-year-olds, but really, you know, these types of comic books are geared to eight, you know, through preteen-year-old children because they're kind of violent, you know? Sure. Yeah. But somehow he's learned about these co- these characters and he really likes them. He's enjoyable about them. So I had to tell a lot of stories. Things like Lex Luthor was tunneling under the Federal Reserve Bank of New York City with a l- cars full of dynamite to blow up the bank when Superman came underneath to foil his plans. This could be a bonus show. Yeah, th- that's exactly... <laughs> so basically, that's... Stories from the trail with d <laughs> <laughs> And those stories from the trail are actually me making up things. But it got to the point where I, I couldn't do it anymore, so I would really just paraphrase what was happening. A boy and his father were walking to the top of a mountain pass. Hmm. And that's when he kind of got involved. He was like... And then they fell into the bush, and Mommy showed up, and Mommy tried to rescue them. And then the Rocky Mountain Rescue came with the helicopter. Wow. And then what, Dad? And then the helicopter lowered a rope and pulled Daddy and Leo out of the bushes at the top of the, of the, of the mountain pass. <laughs> but they got a little scraped up, so Mom had to run down the trail and get Band-Aids to bandage them up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah this, this is what goes on. But you know what? 
I get in a five yeah. or six mile hike, man. I get in a five or six mile hike. So how did he do with the elevation? I mean, taking uh, he's a fine, th- man. He's three fine. or twelve thousand feet. Well, no you know, I think it was last summer we took him up to twelve thousand feet in the pack, and he puked. Oh, um, yeah. And he got a little sick, and he fell yeah, asleep, yeah, and he yeah. was puking and stuff. But this time yeah. he was fine. He digs it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Congrats. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that your first sort of s- just Solo, you and him trip? Well, yeah, and then last weekend we did another trip, but it was with families. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, P.O.D., do you want to go first or should I? Sure. I actually, the, just this past weekend, I did the 10-mile uh, traverse uh, with uh, some friends of mine, Washpot, who came out on the epic Boulder uh, brew hike that we went on. That's right. And his girlfriend, Biscuit, they also just finished hiking the Colorado Trail, Very northbound good. also. Hmm. And um, missed running into a couple of CDT through hikers and listeners of the trail show, Ridge Runner and K2, who you met, Swami. I right? did. I did, yes. Yes. Yeah, oh, so cool. So, yeah, we did the uh, 10 mile traverse. You can look it up on 14ers. I won't go into too much detail, but we did see some goats. Oh, fun. And wow. we did some, some class three, class four stuff that was tedious. Just for that. But it was good. It? I wanted to go do something challenging, and mm. it was good. Did you get a selfie with goats? Uh, I did take a picture of the goats, but I'm terrible at taking pictures, so and you no, were it wasn't a, a selfie. solid fifty meters away. Yes. Swami. Did you have something? I, I just add? used I used some metric uh, lingo. Oh, no, there. No, I no. thought you I would thought it was a good photo. I saw the goat photo and Oh uh, you saw yeah, that? Yeah, it was yeah. A great shot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was really cool. There were I think like three or four couple little baby goats. Oh cool. Yeah. It was were good. they were they scraggly looking goats or the big uh, white ones? The big white ones. Oh I like the big white ones. Yeah, I do too. I love them. Yeah. They were awesome. I got stuck working all day Saturday, so I couldn't go with POD. Instead, I stayed at home, and I, I ascended 7,000 feet in elevation on my computer. It was amazing. Wow. Google Maps can do a lot nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's But what phenomenal. about the Oxford Buffer? Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk real quick. Um, right after the last show, the August show, POD and I went and did a quick trip, Mount Belford and Oxford, two 14ers. It's weird. I, I haven't done any r- real 14ers in Colorado until this summer, except for the one I did with D'Lo in 2007, Pikes, Pikes Peak. Peak yeah. um, this summer I've, I've done like six or seven now, but so P.O.D. and I drove out to Leadville area, Twin Lakes area, and camped near the trailhead, and we did a, it was about a 13-mile trailhead-to-trailhead yeah. trip, so we hiked it up. It was a lollipop. It was a lollipop, so we hiked up to Belford, um, and the weather was good, so we continued across to Oxford. We met a couple guys that told us of an alternate way back, which was kind of cool. So we didn't have to do an out and back. We actually uh, tagged Oxford, came back, and then went around the the side of, of Belford and went down through a valley um, that was pretty scenic. And it was a phenomenal day above treeline. I just started to see the fall colors turning, and they, they've since turned a good yeah. bit more. It was what did we say? Fifty-seven hundred feet of elevation gain. Yeah, wasn't it, wasn't quite six grand. I but was, it didn't feel like fifty-seven hundred feet of it. Felt like was about two thousand. Was it all on nice trail or yeah. mostly on yeah. nice? Yeah. 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 yeah, it was. Have you done that one, Mags? Which one, please? Belford, Oxford. I haven't done many fourteeners. You know, okay. I would say that most of the fourteeners I've done, honestly, have been pretty boring. They can be. But Oxford Belford was really beautiful. It oh. was a really beautiful hike. And I, I did post a photo. Between Belford oh, yeah. and Oxford, we found an abandoned pair of blue jeans that had been recently abandoned. Yes. And by recently, I mean when we crossed from Belford to Oxford, they weren't there. And when we came back from Oxford to Belford area, they were there. Wow. I'm it, guessing they fell out of a pack. If only I had a blowtorch, Max. If only I had a blowtorch. They could have been dropped there by a drone. 
Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what it was, Dila. Drones dropping jeans in the mountains. Yeah. It could have been a drone from somebody who knows your obsession with blue jeans and they followed you. If up. only they had dropped me a blowtorch and then I could have finished the deal. Maybe you should that's go right. back. Max, any Max, trips? you got the big you've got the heady topper of trips. Yeah, you lay have it the on heady. us. Come on. I, I did the PBR. The, Paul, the Paul's backpacking route. Because every trip needs an acronym nowadays. That's right. So, you know, I did the PBR. I want to come up with a map set and PDFs and an app for it pretty soon. GPS track? Absolutely. Okay. Which I, you know. If you don't have a GPS track, it didn't happen. You need the acronym, though. Absolutely need the acronym. Yeah. But being serious, it was the big horns of Wyoming. Never been before. Um, it was beautiful mountains. Hardly anyone goes there, which made it doubly nice. It's kind of where South Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming meet. And I was able to do Cloud Peak, which is... 13 and change. Beautiful views Ooh. of the glaciers below. And, That's nice. Um, one person's up there briefly, then he went down, and I had it all to myself. And just I saw six moose one day from my campsite. I was going to ask you, there's a there's a, a hundred, an ultra that's run through the Bighorns, the Bighorn 100. And I did not know this. that race is notorious for moose encounters. Well, from my campsite at Misty Moon, I saw six moose. Oh, my gosh. There were raptors crazy. and... I did some off-trail jaunts, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful area. And so were you base camping, or were you moving a little bit I was, I was moving. Okay. Um, I got chased off uh, a ridge on Sunday, had to drop down the tree line, 2,500-foot loss, and I was too lazy to go back up through the Talus field yet again the following morning. So. Chased off by lightning? Yes. Okay. Well, I was brewing up, so I didn't want to, yeah. and sure enough, it did light, start lightning by the time I got to tree line. Oh, wow. I'm not completely stupid, just a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. you know. But uh, I didn't want to chance it. So but I didn't follow Valley Trail. I was going to do about 65, 70 miles. and do like 55, 60, just because dropping down the valley, I was too lazy to go back up. And it was just a tremendously beautiful area. Aldo Leopold wrote about it in San County Al- Almanac. Uh, the Bighorns. Yeah, and he wrote about one place in particular where I, the trailhead was paradise. What else can you call it? Did you end up sort of doing a loop then? Yeah, yeah, okay. it was absolutely a loop. Okay. And just... Alpine Lakes. Um, there were 12,000 foot peaks with no names on the map. So it's compared to other places, just it's hardly used. It's what I call, people go to recreate. There's no major climbing routes. Mm-hmm. There's no there is actually a loop trail you can do around there called the Solitude Trail, but just more goes around the outer edge of Cloud Peak Wilderness. is isn't going to the really heart of it where the glaciers and the high peaks oh, are. So it is a wilderness area then. Oh yeah. Part of it at least. Um, Cloud Peak Wilderness is an absolute wilderness area okay. which is in the Bighorns itself. And there's no major metropolitan area nearby. Rapid City, South Dakota, is probably the biggest major city. Well, Sheridan, the town of Sheridan's nearby. Well, I mean, as far as a bigger okay. city, Rapid City is probably the biggest. And, of course, there's Sheridan in Wyoming. But Any breweries in Sheridan? I didn't go that far. I went to Buffalo, Wyoming was the nearest. And for you Longmire fans, which I've never watched a show my wife does, apparently that's where Longmire takes place. I have no idea what I don't means. either. I don't know the long Teresa wire. Martinez will know exactly what I'm talking about. Hmm. Wow. She's a big fan of that big, show. Big fan. Is it, that an FX program? I don't know. Okay. I just know. Is it Netflix? I think it's on Bounce. Oh, it's... it's uh, What? Who? It's a Disney oh, show. Oh, it's on Bounce. No, the it's Bounce on Network. Okay. It's on Disney. Well, when you go down the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming, there's a big sign that says Longmire for Sheriff. You know the show's filmed in New Mexico? And of course, like but it, it takes place in Wyoming. In regards to the PBR, yes, <laughs> would you recommend it for for uh, solely for experienced uh, hikers, or can pretty much anyone lob up and do it? Or what do you think? Um, being serious, the, some of the off trail stuff is not terribly hard, but it's not just connect the dots of the trail either. You want to be able to know how to read a topo map. And Max, what was your longest waterless stretch? 
<laughs> on the PBR. <laughs> on the PBR. Oh, at least 10 miles. <laughs> oh, geez. But, you know, that, you brings, water. Being, that brings up a good thing about the uh, the Bighorn area. There are just a ton of Alpine lakes. I ran into one group. They, they went up to the Alpine Lake area, yeah. and they would spend all their time just fishing. And it was just so nice to see someone so enthusiastic about someone just fishing in this area. Well, yeah. Max, what was your longest resupply? Dilo's being an asshole, Max. Pay no attention, please. And I, want, y- I want to know more about the PBR. And yesterday, I, I just came off a trip myself, kind of what you did. I did a, a high 13er. It's the third highest peak in a Rocky Mountain National Park. Chief uh, wait, uh, just one trip. No, no, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. I could no. really bore you and do my history trip stuff. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Three talking, trips. Now we're talking. Yeah. Come on, man. Come so on, I'll crack ch- another Hetty Topper. You go yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the Chief yeah, but said... but our listeners don't have Hetty Topper. That's all right, man. They should be doing their own thing at home, man. That's, Chief the said... Show. They should know by now. ...is 15 miles round trip, but half of it is off trail. Ooh. And it's almost 6,000 feet gain. Whoa. And it's just... From the, the trailhead. Yes. So it's six up, six down. It's like 57, maybe? Same it's as Belford, like Oxford. The, it's almost like the 10 mile, which is 15.6 with almost 8,000 feet. Max, did you yeah. see Ooh. anybody else on this route yesterday? No one, except, except for at Sand Beach Lake. Okay. Other than that, there was no one. That sounds like a nice place. It, it was wonderful. And the falls, I can hear. How was the visibility? Uh, the haze did move in during the afternoon, unfortunately, because of all the smoke. Thank, thank you, Oregon. We really appreciate and that. California and Montana. Damn you, all thanks, good LaRuffa. Thanks a lot, t- Tomato. Yeah, thanks a we lot. Know, we know what sparked, up, we know what sparked up those forest Stacey. fires. Thanks a lot, Bobby. <laughs> and if I really wanted to bore you, I could tell my history buff stuff I did with the Oregon Trail. No, we, please do. We, we no, won't go on. there. Our listeners want to know. Dilo wants to know. Yeah, I want yeah. to know. Tell me about. You, you can go to my website, and uh, if you play the Oregon Trail game, you've seen it's enough. So. www.pmags.com. That's right. But <laughs> I did go to the one of three natural bridges in the country with water underneath. I heard we got a call from the Donald tonight, and uh, Disco. Do you want to uh, play that about, call about PMAGs? About PMAGs.com. Do you want to play that call for our listeners? Yeah, pad for me for about ten seconds. Okay, so I'll, I'll find so out. let me tell you, I just busted open another can of the Hermit Thrush. And this one actually has a space on the side where they can write with a Sharpie what's in the can because it changes. And this is called really? Old Will. It's pretty good. Here, oh, give it a try. Hi, Mags. <laughs> it's Don Trump. Got wind of pmags.com. It seems like it's a successful website. It's good. Uh, you've had great success with it. It seems to be a winner. I'm interested in purchasing your website. I don't want the Chinese to get at it first. Max, talk to me. Hi, how you doing? Hi, Max. <laughs> I'm also interested in your guinea pig. I understand Frankie might be uh, in his waning days. Oh, my God. Uh, Max, That's Frankie T. Would you be interested in offering pmags.com and Frankie as a combo sale? Sure. Okay, what are we talking here? Let's talk numbers. I thought we were an outdoor show. Let's move on. Okay. All right, Max. Well, I'll have my people call your people, and we'll, we'll have those people talk to each other. What? We have 20% outdoor talk, 80% nonsense? I mean, people Jesus. to people. <laughs> All right. Don Trump, over and out. That was weird. <laughs> that, 
That was kind of odd. I wasn't expecting Don Trump I, to do a I, phoner for the trail show. He called me today. He called me today. He 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 let me know that he wanted to be in touch with Mags tonight. Yeah, that was to weird. Buy pmags.com because he knows that pmags, the polymer mags manufacturing company. Oh my god! It's time for me to mute Dilo's microphone. <laughs> Put in an offer on pmags.com and he didn't accept it. So he knew that there was tremendous value in his brand. All right, look, we got to go to break. When we come back, we've got a mailbag that's... Brand. We have a huge mailbag. we got a mailbag the size of a bowl of pasta as big as your head. When we come back. As our dreams flow together Singing songs of the earth With barefoot children Whose screams of joy Bring us ever closer so close, so, 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 so close to her. So close to her. Hang on to your hat. The trail show is back. Whoa, I just lost a microphone. We had a heck of a sizable mailbag this month. It's not a mailbag. It's a mail warehouse this month. All right, Max. Do we want to start with the jerk? Letter, or we want to save that for later. Let's say, let's, let's ease say into it. Okay, we'll start with. I'm going to start with Joey Ritchie. Okay. Joey Ritchie is a listener who was in, if you remember, he was in Nepal during the uh, earthquake and the avalanche. Yes. And um, we, we had emailed with him and he just got back to us because he's been vagabonding. And anyway, I, I just wanted to highlight his, he's got kind of a long letter here, but one of the highlights from his letter is talking about all these different hikes that he's done that are kind of unusual in different countries. And um, he says that he doesn't actually, you know, do a lot of planning because he's in foreign countries with limited internet access and he doesn't speak the language. He says, but maybe if you want to do a show on how to half-ass a thru-hike in a foreign country where you don't speak the language, I might be your man. So, you know. We, I think we Swami might be your man, too. Yeah, Swami. Maybe, maybe you... Swami and uh, Joey Richie can duke it Put out. Put your headphones First on, Swami. First, he has Swami, to learn how please. to operate some headphones there. Come on, Dilo. Please help Swami. It looks like an orangutan in the from, room, He's people. from Australia. He doesn't really understand. They don't have headphones in Australia. No. What yes, we do. Yes, we do. Oh, you do? Oh. Uh, see, what do I know about Australia, <laughs> man? What, what do you know about half ass and hikes in foreign countries where you don't speak the language? It's a specialty. I've been doing it for 25 years. Bit of an expert, huh? I am. Anyway. So Joey Ritchie, he's still out there vagabonding. He's still out there half-assing his, his trail prep. I like it. Nice, Joey. Thanks for the letter. All right. I'm going to take a, a note from POD here and read part of the letter. This is from Ingrid Gerard. Uh, part of the letter is about the bear she sent us, so we've pretty much done that. Thank you, Ingrid. So, yes, yeah, some wonderful bears. So I'll read the first part. Hey, trail show crew. So I'm home from Vermont, having completed a section of the long trail of about 100 miles. I start the northern terminus of the Quebec border and hike south to Burnt Rock Mountain. Then down a spur trail that comes out not far from my in-law's house. That's kind of cool. What a huge adventure. I grew up hiking in car camping and never went backpacking until four years ago. This is my first multi-day solo trip. Northern Vermont was rugged, remote, challenging, and beautiful. Overall, it was a great experience. I'd like to thank you all for keeping me inspired through the winter this past year. Oh, and I've managed to listen to the latest trail show during my last day on the trail, hiking over Camel's Hump. So that was cool. Cheers, Ingrid Gerard. Nice. Oh, good got, job, Ingrid. Yeah, and thanks again for that beer. Thanks Yummy. so much for the heady toppers and yes. sleeping out for us. Uh, I got a personal note from Ken Steinhoff. Ken Steinhoff is a donor. Yeah. And he 
was going to do the Sierra High Route same time I was, but northbound. We never ran into each other. He actually had to delay his trip, but he did. He sent me a, a nice little note, and he wrote at the bottom, I've come to realize my lifelong passion and dream. Not to hike a long trail, not to receive the triple crown, not to be on the cover of Rolling Stone, but my new reason for life is to capture an on-trail selfie with the POD. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So thanks for that high praise. I think you'll be underwhelmed when you meet me and realize that I look like your dumpy cousin. But anyway. Give thanks and praise. That's right. All right. This one's from Alex S. Okay. It was it was cool to hear you reporting the Sewanee Asil Gap on the Florida Trail in the trail news segment on the most recent trail show. Thanks. I live in Tallahassee, and it's been always great to hear our trail mention national media outlets. We're national hey media. Hey, now. Yeah. I like the sound of that. And Delo's going to like this next sentence. I also love the reference to Big Sugar. <laughs> oh, see? The Florida people know that reference. Oh, big it's not big, big sh- Sugar, man. It's not Big Sugar. It's Big Sugar. Yeah. It, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> see? I've yeah. been a longtime listener of the trail show. It's my connection to the long-distance hiking community. My favorite segment is trail news, but a close second is when you all talk about a guy from the north can't do y'all very well, so I apologize. Yeah. We all talk about your recent hikes. Keep up the good work. Hmm. And he goes on to say he gives a really nice um, summary of all the different work, the Florida Trail, um, w- the news thing we're reporting on. I'm not going to read it all. I'll post a link on our webpage, but doing some great work. You should check it out. And they're making the Florida Trail another jewel in the National Scenic Trails program, in my opinion. Very nice. So thank you, Alex, and uh, appreciate the good words. All right. I have a very short email from Hector Cortez. <gasps> I'm not going to explain it. You'll have to have listened to the last show or two shows ago. I'm just going to say what it says. Principle two, travel and camp on durable surfaces. Principio dos, navegar y acampar en superficies duraduras. Duraduras. Now, this uh, was yes. a play on, on homework. No, I'm not going to explain it. they got to okay, go back and good. listen. Very good. And we had a postcard <coughs> from... <laughs> Oh, yes. From Sage Clegg. And I'm not joking. It, she actually sent us a postcard a from cool the postcard. Deschutes Brewery in Bend, Oregon. It says, come drink beer in Bend and hike the first few miles of the Oregon Desert Trail and the newly created Bend Taco Trail. Cheers, Sage and Bend Hiker Trash. Bend Taco. Oh, that's sweet. The Bend Taco Trail. <laughs> <laughs> And I did I did put spaces between all those words, man. So I don't know where you're going with that, Mag. No, I'm just It's called the Bend Taco Trail. Can you spell that last part? Uh T R A I L. I think you said taco. As in, you know, something. Yeah. No, I did say T A C O. Oh. Yeah, taco. I guess they have a lot of good tacos in Bend. Okay, cool. Yeah. Taquerias. It's yeah. a thing, man. You do that. Right. You know, around here you do Beer hikes, brew hikes. You may maybe do Martin Mace's thing, and and when you go to Bend, you do taco trails. Oh taco yeah, trail. I've heard about that in Bend. My cousin lives there, and she does a lot of taco hiking. Yeah, taco uh, hiking. It's the new does. latest yeah. craze. Swami, how's, how's that taqueria. maple stout? It's great. Oh, yeah, what what do we just crack? My favorite, the what maple stout. The, tell us about it, Dilo. Uh, Grab that can. <laughs> what do we got there? Grab the can. It is the 14th Star Brewing Company Maple Breakfast Stout, brewed with real maple syrup. Oh, I might have from to try. St. Albans, Vermont. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sample it before I send it your way. Hold on, St. Albans, now, listeners. Hold on a second, Maggie. Do you know where St. Albans is? Yes, in Vermont. Uh, do you know, uh, is it north, south, central? What are we talking? North, central, remember correctly? North. Okay. 
Yeah. By the way, I read up on Molly Stark in one of our breaks because we drank some beer from the Stark yeah, Brewing so Company from the, Manchester. The New Starks are a very famous name in New Hampshire, yes. but who is Molly Stark? Molly Stark, Stark was the wife of General John Stark, who was a uh, fighter in the Revolutionary War, who was famous for his quote that said, "The." The British and the Hussies are your enemies, gentlemen. The Hessians. And the Hessians. <laughs> Not the Hussies. So <laughs> I, I was close. I knew it began with an H and ended with an S. It but Hussies like and Hessians are two very different Thank things. Thank you for correcting okay. me, historical magnanti. Historical. <laughs> historical. <laughs> <laughs> historical. I'm a bit more of that maybe. <laughs> and he said, the British and the Hessians are your enemies, gentlemen. Fight them or Molly's going to be a widow tonight. And that's how Sweet. Molly's name. And all the got dudes were like, "That things. Molly's hot." Let's not Molly go fight had like Molly had like Molly a, Hatchet. Molly had eleven children. They're they're very uh, famous in the New Hampshire, Vermont. Oh, area. Stark is a very well known name. That Route anyway. Nine across Southern Vermont is the original route of General John Stark's victory route back from the Battle of Brattleboro. Yes, Revolutionary War history for you people. I hear that. <laughs> we, we had two letters in our bad baloney mailbag. Oh, wait, 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 whoa, whoa. We have a great letter first from Justin Quality Knowles. Oh, sorry. Continue. We, yes. I we, thought we were I thought we were done with mail. We have a lot of mail. Okay. Please. So I wanted to drop the trail show a quick note. The podcast is getting better and better. So we had to read this before we go to bad baloney. Okay. Malcolm Gladwell argued that folks need 1,000 repetitions to master a subject. In terms of the trail show, that number is closer to 35 or 39. Wow. wow. It helps that podcasts regulars like Swami. Hey, now. Hey, thank you. He really hey. said that, too. He yeah. did. Yeah. And Snorkel, <laughs> who, makes podca- who makes the podcast earthier, too. You can say that again. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. So just for our audience who can't see what happened, Disco literally just dropped his microphone into his chest. At the thought of Snorkel being earthy. <laughs> so I, oh, my God. What just happened? Uh, we don't want to. Let's move on. Anyway. I think you have to unplug the cable, screw it in, and plug the cable back in. To finish his letter, I encourage the trail show to feature Trail of the Month on a UK trail. Mm. Due to the focus oh, on beer oh. and trails. Coast to coast walk. During a work trip in June, I camped next to a famous backcountry pub, a first for me, and climbed England's tallest peak at 3,200 feet. My descent route had some interesting class four down climb that POD would have enjoyed. True. Here, and he gives us a link to his site. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Justin Quality Nolds. Uh, another Thank quality you, letter from Justin. So now we have some bad Bologna. Is that correct? I, this was a surprise to all of us. Oh, yeah, I got it. Not in me. Hand. I, there's got to be bad baloney every month. We can't just make I have everybody s- happy. I have special music for our, our bad Bologna segment. Segment. Some of you Family Guy f- uh, <laughs> fans will recognize it. Okay. So Lucy, or I should say Lou from Yahoo.com, writes: <clears throat> I've just found your podcast and love everything, but the overkill on loud sound effects. Seriously. I stopped listening halfway, less than halfway through the last episode. It's taking away from what you're trying to accomplish. You are Which all, is? you are all good enough at the show that you don't need them. I understand H Y O H and all, but it really breaks the flow of an otherwise awesome evening campfire chat. Thanks, Lou from Yahoo.com. Was that bad baloney more constructive criticism? I don't I, know. I didn't get bad baloney off that email. 
You didn't? No. I was. He's like saying, hey, I like the show. Well, just but Disco takes such as bad baloney because he's really attached to his sound effects. I, I think he said it's a great show. Well, just tonight he's got the purple machine, which is like the sound effect grand finale. <laughs> I have a message for Lou. Oh, my own. <laughs> is, this Donald, is this Donald Trump again? <laughs> oh, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> this is Don Trump. Trailshow.com, great website, great podcast. If you don't like the sound effects, you might want to find a less successful podcast to listen to. Maybe someone that's not as much of a winner as those guys. Trail Show's good. They're successful. They do great work. What's your problem, Lou? Get on board or get off? And uh, by the way, thanks, Mags, for cutting that deal with uh, the website and, and Frankie the guinea pig. I appreciate it. Don Trump over now. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> Frankie, Frankie the guinea pig sounds like one of my relatives. But anyway, so did we have another bad baloney? Yes, yeah, so uh. you said there were two. Uh, yeah. We oh yeah. Read, we haven't read the grand finale. But I don't. I really don't think Lou's email is a bad baloney. I don't. I want to read the grand. No, are I, we going to talk about the grand finale? Well, it, it involves the Scott Jerk. Uh, oh, oh, is that your bad baloney from? That's not bad baloney from Drew from Boulder. Well, that's not bad baloney. I'll let folks. I'll let folks oh, that's decide. That's, this is one of the most eloquent letters that have been written to the Trail Show in all time. Since, that, since Dilo started ghost yeah, penning letters, yeah. Since I stopped and ghost penning letters, this is one of the most eloquent <laughs> letters that we've Dilo. Had. You've never ghost penned letters, please. Don't, no, don't uh-uh, say that out loud. Never. So I don't think constructive criticism is bad baloney. No, I agree. I agree. So we'll call this. We'll just call this baloney. <laughs> that sounds so much better. <laughs> These letters okay. are baloney. Yeah. We got a letter here from Happy Hour. Uh, he's from Boulder, Colorado. And I'm going to have to truncate the letter a little bit because we don't have <clears throat> 10 minutes to read the letter. So he- here we go. We're going to get to his main points. He says, hi, Trail Show. Just listened to your podcast for the first time, the July show. And I'm afraid I have a bone to pick with you, maybe two. Your response to the problem of hikers overwhelming Katahdin and Baxter State Park was to charge more money. Although yes. This, although this makes sense <laughs> from the standpoint of Pigovian economics, <laughs> you got the priorities flipped. He goes on to say, if there are too many hikers for a trailer campsite or wilderness area, that doesn't mean that we need fewer hikers. It means we need more trails, more campsites, and more wilderness. I'm sure the rangers at Baxter would like nothing more than to charge AT hikers 100 bucks. It means less work for more money. They win both ways. And it's not like charging money will weed out the jerks, and only the good guys will pay. If anything, the opposite is likely true. He goes on to say, Which brings me to my second bone to pick with you. The practice of glorifying and lionizing FKTs is just a means of gratifying the egos of narcissists and enabling them to use trails and public lands for their own profit. If people want to challenge themselves by hiking a trail as fast as they can, that's fine. They should go for it. But we, meaning you, meaning Delo, shouldn't be encouraging the narcissists and the profit seekers among the FKTers by... (laughs) Calm down, man. Let me finish. Calm down. By providing them with admiration and publicity... It only increases the commodization of our public lands. I know you were just riffing, but you might want to think about some of these issues going forward. Good show. I'm looking forward to the next podcast, a.k.a. Happy Hour from Boulder, Colorado. Disco, do you have a Ludens? <laughs> I need a Ludens after I, that outburst. I gave my you all throat. my Ludens last month when it's you were hacking sore. on that microphone. Hey, happy, hour, happy Hour bought us a flight. I, I think it's a different Happy Hour. Oh. I, I don't think that the... 
<laughs> a matter of fact, I'm almost certain it's a different happy hour okay. because the Max, flight buyer. Max actually met this gentleman a few weeks ago. No, I met him this Saturday. This so Saturday. Was he the same guy that was on the Denver Brew Hike named Happy Hour? There's no, different yeah. guy. Okay, oh. that's what I thought. Should we speak on this? I don't, is there anything to say? Well, well actually, no. Baxter we, State Park is not technically public land. I, I, it's essentially a private land conservancy. Yeah. yeah, I just want to point that out because I, I get a lot of his argument about public land and not charging money, but Baxter's kind of its own weird thing, you know. It's not a you. It's not a national forest. It's not a national park. It's Baxter State Park Authority. It's a, a trust was set up by the late governor Baxter to provide for it. Yeah, it was his private land. He gave for the, to the people of the state of Maine, and the trust is what essentially funds it. But I want to point out that Delo and Pod were the only people advocating that we charge AT hikers more money during that last show. And I stand by that. Delo, do you stand by it? Um, yeah, I still think so. I mean, if the Baxter State Park Authority is has just got their panties in such a wad over the AT hikers, then why not make it worth their while? What about Pagovian Economics? Why not make it worth their while? That's what Pagovian Economics is. Hashtag Pagovian Economics. <laughs> Hashtag Pagovian Economics Challenge. challenge. <laughs> What would that look like? What, what kind of photos would we I require? I have no idea. It would be a bunch of thru-hikers waiting in line <laughs> to give the Baxter State Park Authority a $100 bill so they could all camp at that one godforsaken lean-to at that one brook right next to the store before they hike a toddler the next day, and they would all try and buy the same six bottles of champagne <laughs> that they could take up to the summit of Baxter State Park and crack open without the attention of the media, without the ire of the Baxter State Park Authority, and all would be good. Mags. I can see a time where one of two things will happen. Baxter State Park will say, we're no longer the terminus of the Appalachian Trail and the Ball Bridge, call it good. Yeah. Or what I see happening is the trails become more popular, even more so than it is now. Ball Bridge will probably have a bunkhouse hostel set up with a shuttle system. You'll probably get shuttled into the park Climb Katahdin, come back to A-Ball Bridge, and hmm. you kind of celebrate that. I have actually heard that the Don <laughs> Donald himself is very much interested in opening up a franchise at A-Ball Bridge, kind of like a, a mini Trump Plaza, if you will, be a at A-Ball Bridge golf with course. a golf course, <laughs> lots of condominiums, a hiker bunkhouse on the 30th floor of a building that will be just a little bit less tall than Katahdin, but, you know, pretty much close Hi, to the statue. <laughs> oh, God. Don here. We've come off the rails. Let's, let's keep going. Now, to, to address Drew, Drew's um, other portion of the email, yes. where he said kind of glorifying the FKT <laughs> attempts. He's gone. We, we couldn't keep him on the line. I, I think discussing it isn't necessarily <laughs> glorifying the FKTs. I agree. Uh, I agree. And uh, to be fair, he did a follow up because we were riffing, saying we want to invite him over here, and we're kind of yeah. we were very much tongue in cheek. But I truly believe discussing it and the controversy around it is not glorifying. It. I think it's an issue. It's having a discussion. And it, the Scott Jerrickets, I truly don't think it's with Scott himself. I think it was just more as Baxter State Park has been really pissed off for many years now for various reasons, right or wrong, but they have been. This was just kind of a lightning rod for it. Yeah, as someone put it, you rub salt in the wound that's been there for a while, and and I still stand by my, in all seriousness, my thought on all this stuff. It's like if they're so pissed off, then do something about it. Stop being such panty wastes and just like piss people off, you know? <laughs> like make them make them understand what they're about to lose. It's right? like fines in you the know? NFL; they're yeah. a joke. Yeah, Swan? it's just like, all right, look, you know what? You're hosting the end of the AT and you don't want to do it anymore. Then don't do it anymore. Don't offer permits. Don't let them do it. Just stop, like, you know. 
picking whining. up whining. Yeah, stop whining. whining. Just do something about it. You don't like it? Yeah, all right. Then charge people, make a bunch of money, and make it economically uncomfortable for them. Or just keep them out of there and say, you know what? The AT doesn't end here anymore, and that's it. It's just do something. Stop. The whining is terrible. Swami's terrible. been awful quiet tonight on this subject. Swami, would you like to weigh in? <laughs> You've been deep in your cups over there. I mean, you certainly have an opinion well, on this. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's it's all blown out of proportion. Yeah. It's a bit of a storm in a teacup. Uh, storm in a teacup, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Max, like Max, Max you need to take that. That sounds like something take you would say. Take it back to Rhode Island and spread I, it. Right. You need to Rhode Islandize it. In regards to the whole FKT thing, you know... I mean, you can look at it in a whole lot of different ways. And I don't think there is any universal blueprint when it comes to hiking these trails. And I think Gurick, you know, people could say, well, look at the whole commercialization side of it. But at the same time, you know, if maybe what he's doing and, you know, if it brings more publicity to, to the trails, then it might inspire some folks as well to get out there and do things. So there's a po- there's positive sides to it as well. Yeah. And, uh yeah, I, I just think the whole Champagne Gate thing has been done. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're calling it now? Oh, yeah. That's what they're uh, calling. Hashtag Champagne Gate. Champagne Send your photos. I think it's just been blown way out of proportion. And Yeah. yeah. I just want to, uh, if we could just close. Oh, God. And just, let's close All right, let's that. just close on Moving this. on. Moving on. Scott Jerk, you should go to his website and read his rebuttal to Baxter State Park because I think he did a very eloquent, jo- eloquent job, much more eloquent than we could do after three of these heady toppers. <laughs> So go to his website and read what he had to say because I think he's a great guy and I think he, you know, he had a lot of good things to say about and it. And he lives just around the corner. He's, and he he's actually going to be on the trail show in the next what is it, Delo? The next month or two? It's going to cost us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have a lot the, of money yeah. to get Scott Jerk on the show. Oh, he's got a just big the corner. Fee. He's got big fees. But listeners, big you could fees. help us get Scott Jerk on the show by donating all of your hard-earned money to us so we can get Scott Jerk here to talk about things like fastest known times. Okay. And I can repeat to him my <laughs> wonderful statement about it as being boring as crap. And he'll hang out with the guinea pig, and it'll be right. fantastic. Yeah. All right, T, moving on. Frankie T. <laughs> Well, we got to give some shout outs. We haven't done bad. Oh, yeah, oh right. geez. Thanks, Max. I, yes, uh, yes. Because we, it's been a while. I, w- no. I still don't think either one of those are bad baloney. No, I think they're very good emails. I think yeah. they were yeah. just baloney. <laughs> oh. hey, what? What? I, thought I think they had some good thoughts. We should yeah, pay attention. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Just baloney. So, so, our donations, of course, we have our every month. We, we thank them very much. We have Diane Pinkers, Bobby Walters, uh, uh, the Bobby Walters, the Bobby Walters, Elizabeth, Gigante. Wow. Gigante. Mr. Matt Murray, Bernard Gumi Bear Wolf, Danny Wolf, Rusk, Ruskinder. Craig Gully. What a guy. Justin. Quality Knowles. Buddy Sassam. Sassam. Who wants ba- to know if Dilo's asleep yet? Oh, we've been. No, t- Buddy Ham. Hey, still awake oh, here, buddy. Oh. He's wide this awake. Is, oh, yeah, <laughs> th- this is a quick side note with Buddy Sassam. We've been emailing. His daughter is going into Rhode Island for college in Providence. Oh, really? And she says everyone looks like they're from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. what his daughter said. I'm nice. just saying. Nice. Anyway. Ken Steinhoff. Gringo Madness. Ingrid Gerard. Mrs. Hetty Topper. That's right. Samuel Emery. <laughs> Karen Huss. And Mark Strobel. <laughs> and of course, our one off. Miss Amber Snellgroves. <laughs> she's successful. She's good. She donated to the show. Thanks, Amber. 
Wow, yeah. it's amazing. We've had Don Trump come in on a couple cameos tonight, and including our one-offs. Thanks, I, I heard that Donald Trump was actually interested in purchasing the trail show, and he's working with their interns and in we'll, Australia. We'll have to get with his people next month. Just we, on a side note, Craig Gully also donated beer. Craig Gully. But we are saving that for the next show. Oh, so on, on which yes. we're going to have a super <laughs> special and guest. I, I actually met... Uh, and this is a real super special guest. Can we talk... Guest. Can we mention our guests? No. Super no. special guest It name? is a real legitimate guest. It's a super Not special like guest. Not like Swami. <laughs> no, well, Swami's always super special. Or Snorkel. Yeah, who's, special, who's pretty special, right? but... Who, who brings a certain earthiness to the show. She brings some earthiness. Yeah, yeah. But not, not girthiness, but earthiness. <laughs> can, can I mention? Tommy doesn't bring that either. Real quickly, oh. I met Craig Gully at a very shady uh, Shamrock gas station somewhere on the outskirts of Denver to do a little beer handoff. And thank you, Craig, for braving <laughs> <laughs> for, for braving the uh, the area that Pod had us meet in. But uh, we appreciate it. And he and he has some quality beers. Let me tell you. And Disco knows this the because Opus. he has sampled one of every kind. I have no idea what she's talking about, Craig. But thanks again for the beer submission. We're going to highlight it on next Wait a minute. Show. So are you trying to ex- say that and when we're moving our on. listeners give us beer, disco, drinks, moving some right of them before along. they make it here to the studio? Moving I, right along. Is that along. what happens? Muse on some media. Yeah, we got, we got a Is book Is that really what happens? Uh, Dilo, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't really speak to those accusations. He very happily deals with any packaging involved while he samples a few of the beers. I call it my styrofoam peanuts fee, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, Dilo. <laughs> Hi, Dilo. Kevin Vest <laughs> knows exactly what you're saying. Oh, how dare you. Okay, media. Mis- Mr. Styrofoam Peanut himself. So our media <laughs> musings is uh, Nature's Housekeeper by Mr. Michael Gurnow. This is a very appropriate book for this month. It's to be a National Public Lands Day because this is a collection of short stories about trail maintenance in a state park. And I'm guessing it's Missouri. Yes. The way he wrote it. Correct. The state park was a name. It takes place in Missouri. And so about a dozen or so different short stories about going from a total person who's not really used to the outdoors to being a very experienced and savvy backwoodsman taking care of the trail. Hence the title, Nature's Housekeeper. So having said that, thoughts on the book? I believe we've all read it. Dilo, you just read it, correct? I read it a couple months ago, man. It was amazing. It was just hysterical, man. This guy is really funny. And, the, and what he did, too, with his life was very interesting, too. I mean, he was a, a well-renowned professor in his local university, and he just kind of quit his job and became yeah. a trail maintenance worker for the local state park, which is pretty daring in itself. But he was a smart guy, and he made sure that he could do it. He could live that way, and he could make ends meet. And he could, and he went for it. And he just went all in. Yeah, I and mean, so much so, when you say quit his job, he was a professor at a college. Yeah. And I, I guess he read, read Walden, which was... Kind of the main inspiration, and and I'm going to steal a little bit from the back cover of the book. It says, realizing he has been living a life of quiet desperation, it occurs to him that even though it's own his own job to teach tales of other people's adventures, he hasn't lived any of his own. So he literally walked away from his professorship job and went to work doing trail maintenance at a local state park. And and, and just the I think one of the really funny things was just his interactions with his boss at work, who was. Um, 
much more wilderness savvy, much more professional than he was, and he would just get into these crazy situations. I think the one that comes to mind now was he was deep in the woods, he was trying to move a tree off the trail or something, and the next thing you know, he's being attacked by bees, and this is actually something that I tell everybody now when there's bees around. You don't slap bees, you don't hit bees if they're on you, you just brush them off, you swat them off. Hmm. Because if you hit the bee... And you squish the bee, and you don't kill it, it's going to sting you. But if you just brush it off, it's going to go away. And he lives to tell about it, and he kind of wakes up in his house 24 hours later, and his wife is looking at him, and he's immobilized in bed, and he's just, you know, finally hydrated again, and he's just like, oh, my God. And he has the nerve to go back to work after all this happens. And he goes back to work, and she's like, okay, so next time when the bees are coming at you, you... Don't swat at them. You just kind of brush them aside. Brush them aside, aside. You know. I guess you got to go back to work after you quit your job. Wisdom, university. Yeah, (laughs) you got no choice. Nuggets. The book is filled with nuggets of wisdom like that, and they're all spun as just amazingly hilarious tales. D'Lo, they say a bad day on the trail is better than a good day at work. But I don't know. That is not true. Yeah, I dis. Yeah, I would agree with Beauty. And it gives advice on what kind of crosscut saw to buy. That's true. There was a lot of good little tidbits mm-hmm. of uh, trail maintenance. I, th- I think his writing style was just really good. It appealed yeah. to me. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good and just fun to read and really engaging. I, I had trouble the first story or two when yeah. he was in between quitting his job at college. But once he started getting his own groove going, I thought this, the arc, if you will, really started picking momentum. was a lot more enjoyable. And we mentioned this book briefly on the the show we did with Andrew Skirka right at the end of the show. And full disclosure, I wrote the afterword for the book on uh, the importance of hiking. You can get the book on Amazon and any other places where you can get good books. I think the Kindle version and the paperback version are selling for just over 10 bucks a copy. Yeah, very, very good read. Um, again, and might inspire you to do some work on National Public Lands Day. I like it. What do we have left? Ask a hiker. Should we take a break? I think we've taken all the breaks that we can. Okay. Let's go for it. All right. Let's do it. All right. D-Lo, we got some letters this month. Question number one is from Don Trump from Manhattan, New York. <laughs> okay. Just kidding, everybody. That was a joke. We, Donald Trump did not write us any Ask a Hiker questions. Well, because he can't spell. He's not very good at spelling. First question. This is our shorter question. Before I begin, P.O.D., we have one question that's short and to the point, and another question which is rambling, and it's actually like two or three questions. Which would you like me to read first? I would like you to read whichever one you want, but the rambling one needs to be truncated. I'm not going to do that. I need the Reader's Digest version. Well, I'll try. Let me start with the rambling, and then... Oh, God. Let me start with the rambling. Bootzilla rambles via email. And Bootzilla Whoa. says, and I'll, I, maybe I'll read it fast so it goes by faster. All right, guys, it's official. I'm addicted to the trail show. I just wanted to thank you all for the laughs that you have provided me on my commute in the morning and my recent road trip to the Mount St. Helens area of Washington. Although I'm not an experienced thru-hiker, I have backpacked for 19 years, and my latest obsession has been fly fishing. I have always wanted to do a thru-hike, but I have never pulled it together. Now, present days, and I'm in a very similar situation to Delo. I have a son named 
forest. That is in the same age as Leo, and my wife and I are expecting another. I still manage to go on short hikes and fishing trips with my son in a backpack or what I like to call extreme strollering with a Bob stroller I got for 50 bucks off Craigslist. I also have indulged in luxury car camping. I have a tip to D-Lo for car camping. Get a Dutch oven. I gotta get one. They are awesome. You can make so many things in them. One of my favorites is camp enchiladas. It is decadent and easy. Cool. Oh my god. Page two. I can hear P.O.D. already. P.O.D., you are too hard on D.Lo and the breeders. We breeders, breeders. can still enjoy out the outdoors, and we will hopefully have our little ones when they get big enough to enjoy it with us. Our children will hopefully become the next generation of stewards for the wilderness areas that we all love so much. We're not just creating carbon footprints. If people like D.Lo and I didn't breed, we would probably have less good eggs in the world. Thank that you, That is doubtful. Maybe good. for that guy. Anyway, I digress. Swami, Swami, did they just say good eggs? I'm just waiting for the question. Yeah, they're coming. (laughs) Actually, there's two of them. Here we go. Anyways, I digress. My question is actually two questions. Being a fly fisherman and a backpacker with limited time, I was hoping for some more recommendations of approximately 100-mile trails on rivers. I really enjoyed the podcast where you talked about the North Umquaqua. (laughs) I was going to suggest that one. Umpqua Trail. we did. The North Umpqua Trail in Southern Oregon. I hope to tackle this trail next summer. Also, where are the trail show koozies? I was thinking it would be great to take to a summit with a nice canned microbrew while I looked at my map to identify other peaks I was looking at. I went on the site to buy my my wife a thong and thought Cafe Press was really missing this item. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for inspiring me to get on a trail. Bootzilla. Okay, so to recap, wow. we have two questions from Bootzilla. Great trail name, by the question way. Question number one, 100 mile trails on rivers. Question number two, trail so koozies. Trail so? Who's answering these questions? Oh, well, we talked well, about the North Umpqua Trail. Yeah, koozies easy. We, we can look into it on Cafe Press. Yeah, okay. not a problem. Done. Now, 100 mile trails along where we did mention North Umpqua Trail two years ago, I want to say. Does it have to be a river? Could it be, say, an ocean, like the Oregon Coast Trail? No, dude. Fishing, rivers, fishing, uh, fly fishing, well, you rivers. Can, uh, you can saltwater fish, but, well, okay, we'll stick to rivers. And boats. You Swami, don't saltwater fish. You're the, come on. Swami knows all Hop the trails in, man, in the you USA. You have to know. He's an Australian, and he's been on all the trails in the USA. Swami, 100-mile trails on rivers in the USA. Go. In the USA? Or well, actually, they don't necessarily need What about the, the uh, boundary waters? Are there any trails up there? Uh, there's lots of water up there. What about the Superior hiking trail? Yeah. But I'm guessing lake, lake trails. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, the Superior Superior trail is like 230 miles, 240 miles. Part of it. Okay. Just to Superior focus trail. a little bit, he's a fly mm. fisherman, so he's, okay, looking, he's he looking more for rivers as opposed to you know, bodies of water. There's a very cool hike in the Yukon uh, in Kluwani National Park that follows the Slim River. Oh, um, there you go. There it is. And, and it finishes at, uh, actually, uh, that's a fantastic trail. It, Kluwani National Park, um, on the other side of the border, the Alaskan side, is Wrangell St. Elias. And together they form this huge big area, this national park on both the Canadian and the uh, American side. And uh, if you follow that Slims River, Slim R- Slims River, the western part of it, it goes all the way to this place called Observation Mountain. You climb that mountain, and uh, you get this this uh, incredible vista over Casca Walsh Glacier, which is one of the most beautiful mm. glaciers I think I've seen anywhere in the world. It's this in- this highway of black and white ice, which just comes down, winds its way serpentine like snake like down this valley, and uh, 
I think that, that that's definitely one of the, oh, the highlights well, that in my mind when I think of uh, follows a river. What about yeah. what about any ideas in the east, the southeast in particular? I don't know anything about. What about that like country. the Chatuga? I know yeah. there's um, well, it's not a hundred miles, but you know the Foothills yeah. Trail goes by the. Chattooga oh yeah, river, the Foothills you know, Trail in South, in Carolina. South Carolina. It's what seventy, eighty miles. 70, okay, and, that's and close enough. And you can actually link the the Foothills. This is a. Um, uh, something I did back in 2011, you can link the foothills together with the Bartram Trail as well. Okay. Which is a cool, and then you can even link that together with the Benton Mackay Trail via a section of the Smokies. And uh, hmm. yeah, it goes through a, a lot of parts of the Appalachians which aren't so well visited. All right, so to summarize, we've got the North Umpqua. No, let's not summarize. He's just going to have to listen to that again. We've got the Saint, the Wrangell St. Elias Slims River Trail. Slims River. And yeah, then we've Slims got River. the Foothills Trail in South Carolina. I like Three it. Three suggestions. So there you go. Sweet. All right. Fantastic. Question number one. That was actually question number two. I'm reading them backwards. It's much shorter. Question number one. Christopher Cummings writes via email. Hello, Trail Show. I have been backpacking for about 10 years now, and I have been having a hard time finding people to go with. Being a teacher, I have a lot of free time in the summer. So how do I make that final leap into solo backpacking? Mm. I'm not worried about my skills or abilities. It's just mentality. I can't commit to a solo trip. I live in upstate New York, and so I was thinking of a trip to the Adirondack High Peaks where busy campsites are the norm. Would maybe be a good way to feel it out. How did you guys start going solo? This has got to be your longest Ask a Hiker question ever. No. <laughs> Little do you know. <laughs> but you know what they say. Go home or go Big bigger staff. Staff. Thank you, Christopher. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So, how do you transition into being a solo backpacker from not a solo backpacker? I think is the gist of the question, Dila. Uh, I'm going to start off with this one. That was very easy for me because I don't like people. Okay. All right. So develop a hatred for people is your first And therefore, going out solo to the wilderness to hunt other people is a natural extension of your (laughs) hatred of people. (laughs) What? Whoa. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, never mind. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. Swami, what would you suggest? You do a lot of solo backpacking. How did you find your way into that Well, first of all, Swami, do you like people? Not much, dealer. No. Okay. (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) No, no, I do. Look... For me, I think a lot depends on every person's different. And and there's definitely, you meet some people who just can't stand being by themselves out in the wilderness, you know. And and often it's the same people who, you know, uh, in their everyday lives are constantly surrounded by people. So if they go out, it's just not something they're accustomed to. But uh, for me, it's something I've I've done since I was a kid. And uh, most of my trips have probably been solo, but I I really enjoy the the trips uh, that I do do with friends. And and, uh, it's probably, I don't know, maybe 20, 25% of the time. Hmm. But going back to the question of how to transition is the question. Yeah. Yeah. Day hiking, I think. Solo day hiking would be the first. Yeah. Yeah. First suggestion. Just to see if you like it, I guess. That's the main thing, just to test out if you... I mean, if it's something you enjoy, the one thing I would, sorry, Mags, the one thing oh, I would please. say is, is if you're going to go with other people, it'd be nice to find people that you've got something in common with, or even the pace, just so you're not always like either too far ahead or, or waiting all the time or, you know, find someone that's, that's compatible. I was just going to do a riff off of what you said. Day hike for sure. Absolutely. But maybe car camp first by yourself. Yeah. You know, established campground even. So you're by yourself, but others are nearby. Right. Do day hikes during the day. That might be a nice halfway. Then when you're ready, do a backpack by yourself. And I like her idea of camp going places where there's a lot of people. 
Yeah. Because I feel like I haven't really done any solo hiking. Like, I did the AT by myself, but, like, you're not really by yourself on the AT, so... You almost have to... Specifically yeah, I did camp out of the way to a be couple by yourself. nights. I did was like I want to camp by myself. So, but you have to go out of your way. So I don't know. I think that's a good idea that she has is to go backpacking in heavily traveled areas because then you're by yourself, but there's still you know people around. I get it too. It's not like about safety or anything. It's just maybe it might be boring. Or well, I, I think some yourself. people are more okay with being by themselves and entertaining themselves and not feeling the need to talk all the time than other people are. Some people well, are it's like, not just about that. It's also mm-hmm. about sharing experiences with people. Mm-hmm. I, I find if I tell myself Superman Lex Luthor stories when I'm by myself, ah. I think it was all <laughs> Trail tip of the month. <laughs> but being serious, you know yeah. the reason why I started going solo was a necessity. Well, because it's hard to find people to go with you. So when I first started backpacking that first summer, my buddy Tim would take me, but... He had a very attractive girlfriend. Didn't want to spend his weekends with me all the time for some reason. So I said, well, I'll just go by myself. And right. it was a little weird at first, but I'm like, oh, I really like the solo backpacking thing. And I could go on my own schedule. Sure. So even when I started backpacking, if I wanted to go, I had to go solo. I think the element of freedom, too, when you're by yourself. I mean, you never have to ask anyone else. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, what time should we stop or how long should we, how long should we stop for or where should we camp or... or you know how far should we go today? And and, and this all and you don't have to make those compromises when you when you when you're by yourself. I, mean, I said I want a divorce. I find how dare you? Just kidding. For a weekend, I'm okay with people. More than a weekend, I like being by myself. I I find that if you once you kind of get to that point of being comfortable being by yourself, you're not going to want to stay at that established campground by yourself with all these other people. Absolutely, you're not going to want to go on this extremely popular hike in the Adirondacks on a Saturday night with all these other people at the lean-to, you're going to want to get off the beaten path and kind of really relish the fact that you're by yourself and be by yourself because there is kind of that aspect of like, oh, who's that solo 35-year-old dude in the ca- in the car campground over there? Why is he hanging out by himself? That's kind of weird. So you kind of like... You could do that, and you might actually feel even more weird doing that than if you just said, ah, screw it. I'm just going to sleep in my car at the trailhead and drink this beer by myself and sleep with the seats down and get up and go hiking in the morning. Because that's kind of, I I almost feel like if you're going to just try and do it, just go all out and and do something quick. Do something like just a weekend trip, you know, a half weekend trip, and just go all out. Don't stay at the campground. Don't try and stay at the campground. crowded lean to you know do something a little bit off the beaten path if you as long as you feel safe and comfortable doing that because i think that way you'll you'll relish it and you'll understand what it means to be because otherwise it it can be a little weird if you're like that solo person at the campground with kids running around everywhere and fathers telling their sons lex luther stories all right (laughs) do you have any other ask i questions nope i'm saving them done it oh saving them for the show in portland eh yep because it's coming up quick next week the trail show will be in Portland, Oregon. Government camp. It's time for oh, a gear review. Yeah. Let's work out. Government camp. Government camp. All the West. All the All West. Right, Max. Government camp. We have a gear review this month. We do. In honor of National Public Lands Day and our theme for this month, we're looking at a classic historic piece of firefighting and trail working equipment. Yeah. The Pulaski with a capital P. The Pulaski. Named after the gentleman of the same name from the big blowout we discussed a few months back. We did. It's an amazing tool. You can use it as a pick. You can use it as an axe. You can make ditches with it. You can pull rocks with it. 
You can pick away at boulders. You can do all kinds of things with it. It it's is lightweight. <laughs> it's not lightweight. It's not lightweight. But it is one of the most all-purpose, yep. most useful tools you could find for, again, I've originally for wildlife firefight, but also for trail work. And for folks that don't know, it kind of looks like an axe on the front, and on the back it looks like a garden hoe. But it's a it's a beefy garden hoe, D-Lo. I, I feel like I have a Pulaski in my shed. You probably do. You should if you don't. But it might be more of a... Might be more of a, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if it's a Pulaski or more of a pickaxe. Well, I feel like it's got an axe on one side, but yeah. not necessarily a garden hoe on the other. Hmm. But more of uh, a, a pick. Yeah, it has yeah. a pick on one end and kind of a little bit of an axe on the other. Yeah, yeah. must a, be a Pulaski. As one of our readers said, who wasn't familiar, it looks like something you used to kill zombies with, or dig out water bars. Take or, your pick, or dig out water bars, or you know, pull out some rocks underneath the roots and yeah. maybe chop some roots if you have to. Or hack out some trenches for your sprinklers. Uh, not as much as the back country, but yes. Front country sprinklers. Back so, in my wildland firefighting days, everybody had one in their hand and we were either digging line with it, garden hose side, or we were cutting roots or stumps with the axe side. Take your pick. And I will just say in tribute to Mr. Pulaski, how many people 100 years after their death, not quite, have a tool that's still used named after them? Mike DiLorenzo hopes to one day. It'll be called the The DiLorenzo. The DiLorenzo. The DiLorenzinator. There'll be some sort of short, stubby tool. Oh, (laughs) why? Why would you say that? I I don't know why. So 100 years from now on some podcast when you have to, you know, See the Appalachian Trail in a tramway because it's too damn crowded. They'll talk about the De Lorenzo tool. <laughs> it's used to push people off the trail because there's too many people on the trail. I think it has right. some sort of uh, a, like an electrical spark at the end, kind of like a cattle prod. Oh, jeez. In the year 2115. Oh, yeah. In the year 2115. The trails are overcrowded. In the year. Hey, can I just ask a, a general question that you guys might know? Yeah. What percentage of people actually go southbound on the AT? Why? It, it used to be roughly 20%. I don't know. Really? What it is. I, I bet it's it less wow. than 10% now. I thought it was it? 10, yeah. but. Because I, I know you guys always sort of mention how crowded and stuff the AT is, but it strikes me that if someone is in pretty good shape yeah. and has experience, they, they can start an AT hike, say from Katahdin going south, say in start of September. Or, or even, even late August. You know what, Swami? You know, actually, and then you've got like a three, three you know and a half, full month window. You've got 100 days, 120. Max has actually mentioned that several times, which has just it? goes to show that you obviously don't listen to the truth. No, I, oh, I think Wow, wow. Well, he's off hiking. Wait a minute. Didn't our accountant friend from San Diego talk about hiking the, south, the AT southbound well, too as well? I don't know who that is. I think there's a lot of advantages to it. I mean, you, you get to, to experience a lot of the full <laughs> colors. You do um, not as many people on the on the show. On the You're show, right, Dilo. No, I'm, I'm totally fine. Swami, would you hand Dilo a Ludens, please? Uh, I think he'd he prefer one of these Hopper. Yeah, I would. But oh, you that. drank it all. Sorry, so, dude. That, that's <laughs> our gear review. Bastard. That's a gear review. All right, we are talking about a gear review. The Pulaski. Swami, would you mind? Reading? And uh, yeah. and oh, if you if you do the Mags challenge, if you don't really know what the Pulaski is, you will. What about a McLeod? Or is that next That's month? That's a good tool. That's an excellent tool. That's yeah. next month. It's wasn't a different that a, Wasn't that a TV cop show back from the 70s? It was <laughs> in Australia. Well, yeah, it was. A, it was in the US. It, it was a, the mustache. It was a Polish detective and his Scottish friend, Pulaski McLeod. Nice. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> oh. He'll be here all week signing autographs. Honestly, if you, if you haven't already signed up for Alder West, do so immediately. It's going to be an 
a fantastic weekend. The guys from the Trail Show are all <laughs> going to be there. Wow. <laughs> and there's going to be no winers there. No winers. The Baxter <laughs> right? State You're Park Authority. In particular? The Baxter State Park <laughs> Authority has been disinvited. Trauma, disinvited. Trauma Just and like Pepper Donald are Trump. Be there. Just like Donald Trump. Disinvited. Donald Trump is not going to be there. <laughs> And D-Lo will be there. How about uh, yeah, our show there. sponsor okay. there, Swami? Okay, the show sponsor. <laughs> this month's show is brought to you by Alder West. We'll the American there. Long Distance Hiker, Hiking Association West is a 20-year veteran organization whose mission is to promote fellowship and education amongst long-distance hikers and those who support them. Alder West hosts a series of events throughout the year, including rucks in Oregon, Idaho, and Colorado, and their annual gathering the last weekend of September. Learn more by visiting www.alderwest.org. I mentioned it earlier. We're going to be out there next Friday evening, September 25th. Live show, everybody. Live show, everybody. Live show. Lots you of can pranks. win a date with Bobcat. You On better stage. email me. Special guest next weekend, Donald it's Trump. P-O-D, P-I-M-P at bobcatdates.com. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Hell of a website there, it is, Swami. It is, it is. It's Bobcatdates.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Cam, Swami, Honan for guesting on tonight's show. Thank you very much for having me, guys. You can find him at thehikinglife.com or maybe in person if you see him around or something. At All the West. You could do Hey, big thanks to Ingrid G. from Vermont for providing tonight's great Vermont beverages. Yummy. Petty Topper. The best. And of course, thanks to all our monthly PayPal donors, our listeners. Keep those iTunes reviews coming. iTunes might be resurrected next month or not. We'll see. see. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, twitter.com slash trailshow at Facebook, Instagram, Cafe Press, The Trail Show on Stitcher Radio, and of course on iTunes. Find us individually. I'm at LAWTONG. Max is at PMAX Co. DLO is at DLOW. POD is at Felicia Darkness. And Swami is at The Hiking Life. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Mags, Dilo, and Swami, I'm Disco. Ciao. Heady Topper, Heady Topper, Heady Topper. Cam Honan. Cam Honan. Cam Honan. All the West. Herbert Thrush. Herbert Thrush. All the West. Cam Honan, Donald West, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Gonna get me some of that bobcat. <laughs> That's a show. You know, he, he's three. We have conversations. We talk about his needs and his wants, and if he's hungry, and if he needs to pee, and things like that. People are freaking stupid. It was just one selfie, honestly. <laughs> oh. oh!